Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots. Toyota, let's go to a press conference tomorrow at noon. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Just a little side note. For all those people that, after Schefter and Reese came out with it, that tweeted, according to sources, can you just admit that the source is the tweet that you just saw? <laughs> I appreciate Fred's bitterness right there. That was Anyway. That was right, um, right up my alley. I like it. I remember where I was when the first plane hit on 9-11, and I'll always remember where Same I was when I heard the news that Bill Belichick and the team were parting ways. I'm comparing it to 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. He that. said history. Computers, like the rise of computers. The rise, Social media didn't even exist when this team started. You guys were doing a newspaper. Yeah. D6K, like, yeah. like connecting the internet. Uh, when Fred started, I, I we had regular. You've like, got mail. Blogging about it, yeah. talking about hoodies, <laughs> making memes. Memes. <laughs> you know, you know me. O2, I, I threw four straight balls to the ninth batter and walked them. And the next kid did a two-run homer, and I cried on the way home. Jeff in Brooklyn says, well, it's time for Paul to retire so he can finally direct his three-part miniseries on when it's okay to cry and walk. <laughs> <laughs> I am tempted by Green Bay. I think they'll they'll show some spark, young team, but it's not enough. Spunk. I hate spunk. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and it's a whole new whole new era about to begin. Uh, Gerard Mayo, officially named head coach of the New England Patriots, tomorrow at noon will be the introductory press conference. Uh, we will have that live on Patriots.com and our social media accounts, and it'll be Gerard and the owner and family and media and it's going to be a, a whole thing tomorrow from the GP Atrium here at Gillette Stadium. Never been there, so oh, looking forward to it. Yeah, nice space. Yeah, I was Great figuring space. I might have to come up to to hang with you guys. Yeah, come on up. Y- yeah. You're you're going to come for this one? Well, I have to. We're not going to be on the radio. I think everybody should be there. Yeah, you know, it's you're welcoming in the new coach, new head coach. It's exciting. You know. I will say, I went home over the weekend for my mom's birthday, and there was just so much excitement back home over him being hired, and like he's all over the front pages of everything, all over the news. It's so crazy. back home being Virginia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's from there. Oh, like he's from, from like we're from the same place. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like just kind of cool to see like his high school coaches like talking about him in the paper. I actually brought a paper home with me. Yeah. Nice. So we, we got an crazy. SPFW from uh, one of his former teachers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, it's really cool. Who okay. um, who says that uh, he had uh, Gerard in the seventh grade algebra <laughs> one class. <laughs> yeah. At the Jones Magnet Middle School in Hampton, well. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Nice. How is he with his algebra? Terrible. Terrible. He just couldn't figure out spatial things like geometry. He, did, he did say that, uh, please give Gerard the message that I still have a project that he submitted <laughs> titled, Why Will Algebra Help Me in the Future? Okay. Oh. Oh, wow. Which, of course, the answer is it won't. <laughs> So that say. could be one of your questions, because Tamara, you'll sit down with him mm-hmm. tomorrow. Do you so have that? You, do you have that email, Tamara? I can. No, I don't. It. I'll do forward. You mind? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You, you can, Appreciate you, it. First question: 
Why will algebra help you in this new role? <laughs> See, I like that because teachers all the time would be like, "You're gonna need math like all the time when you get when you get older." And I'm like, mm, "No, I just use my calculator." Yeah. Like, well, I'm not in my head doing tips. Some people are good at that. For me, I'm using my phone every time. Yeah. Okay. Well, they just, lied to yeah, us. They just doubled the tax. Uh, they lied to us. I mean, even like how they told us we're gonna have to use cursive for the rest of our lives. Do we really need to? Well, use that? they didn't know. <laughs> I don't blame them. Um, but it's going to be exciting tomorrow. Big day. Big big hoo-ha. So. <laughs> right. It's got the big hoo-ha. Big hoo-ha tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, something different where I'm from. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> a big to-do, you know? Definitely a big to-do. Yeah. But uh, it sounds like he's been making some calls and uh, interviewing the yeah. special teams coach from the Falcons. Oh, he's got to get busy. Oh, did I miss that one? Who's that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I caught that up. <laughs> forget his, uh, forget his name. Uh, not, yeah, not so, the Lubaku. Um, Mar- Marquise Williams, no, Marquise Williams is uh, from the Falcons special teams coordinator, and uh, Tem Lubaku is uh, currently with the Panthers, outside linebackers coach. But uh, yeah, just w- looking at Falcons Twitter a little bit yesterday, uh, before the other big Falcons Twitter news that we right. can get to, yeah. uh, they they were. Um, upset like that they might lose Marquise Williams. I guess he's considered a, a pretty uh, good special teams coach by by everybody down there that that follows the team and high regard held in high regard. <coughs> Be funny if Bill went there and then we swiped his well, special teams coach no, and brought him here. No, but I'm thinking about it. So we know you know it's not a secret that the Falcons have already announced that they have interest in Bill. I don't know if they've had an interview. Yep. They interviewed him yesterday. There's rumors that, you know, the feeling is likewise that he's interested in them. So if he goes there, does he bring Cam Accord with him? Does he bring Joe Judge with him? And does that is that special teams coordinator already, you know, figuring out, okay, what's next for me? Yeah. And so yeah. he says, well, I'll go to the Patriots. Well, yeah. so Do you he, think he would want to start fresh with special teams just with the way everything has gone? Though? Nope. I don't know. You think, or nope. you think he's? I think he would take every last one of the coaches that he trusts yeah. from here that he could possibly take down there. But uh, they already blocked Williams from interviewing with another team, so he's under contract with Atlanta at the moment. So they already blocked him, I guess, earlier really? in, in the cycle from interviewing with somebody. So the Patriots put in a request to interview him. I I haven't heard. Oh, so you don't know that? They, I haven't heard if it's been granted okay. or not yet. Well, that's the thing, you know. Yeah, the if, other one was New Orleans is the one that requests it. So yeah, yeah, right, right. If the right. thing heats up with Bill and he makes it clear that, yeah, I'm bringing as many of my staff as I can, then maybe the Falcons will allow him to have the interview. I, yeah. it, it's What's going to happen in the next month is going to be unbelievably fascinating. Yeah. I mean, you know, between the Cowboys losing and that job perhaps opening up, the Falcons' interest, uh uh, what's his name? Harbaugh supposedly has already talked to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that would be a home run for them. Yeah, yeah. makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, Williams was denied an interview with the Giants. So the Giants put in a request to interview him, and the Falcons den- denied it. So it'd be interesting if maybe when they met with Bill yesterday, Atlanta, and and they said, you know, there is a guy that we think very highly of on the staff. If Right, you know, because remember when Bill came here, there were guys that he ended up keeping. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, and it wasn't just Dante. Right. You know, Ivan Fears was already here. Yep. Um, there was uh, was Brad Seely? No, there was somebody else too. Well, there were a couple of guys that were already here, and he retained them. Well, Charlie was already here. No. Oh no 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 no. He didn't. Th- he took all those guys with him from the Jets. Yeah. Right. 
trying to think who from uh, uh, um, what's his name? Not Sealy. Uh, he's got a son who coaches high school here now. Um, I like stories. Oh, and he begin with an S. His last Sealy? name. Sealy? Not, not Sealy. Sweatman? No, not Sweatman. Oh, you're getting close though. Anyway, no, Samsonite. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Smith. No. Anyway. Um, Sanchez. So building these staffs is going to be priority one for for Gerard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what happens to Stephen Bryan? I mean, I saw the report over the weekend that they were extended the opportunity to stay. But would they go with their dad? Or, you know, what? I mean, what's the best thing for those guys right now to, you know. Uh, well, with, you know, I think the best thing for them and everybody thinks the same thing is to get out under their dad and make yeah. their own way. Yeah. Um, the Patriots offering them jobs, to me, it's two things. It's it's admitting or recognizing that, hey, they did a good job. Why, why wouldn't we want to keep them? And particularly Gerard saying that because he was intimately involved with Steve in running the defense. So if he's willing to have Steve back, then, you know, what we were thinking might be the case – probably was that he's a pretty good coach mm-hmm. yeah you know i, I was like why would he offer him a job if like because he knows what he did mm-hmm. we don't yeah you know i was listening to uh to one of paul's shows and they had phil perry on who obviously uh is pretty close to gerard and he he just said that they're right now he's hearing that they're weary of changing too much about what was going on here with bill like they you know they don't <laughs> want they don't want or anything <laughs> too much you know to all of a sudden we're blowing it up and it's a whole new coaching staff, a whole new front office, whole new head coach and everything like that. So I trying to keep the, the Belichick boys would be along those lines of like, let's keep some continuity of what was going on here. Well, plus, you know, you know, if it's saying that, yeah, they're good coaches, but also if Bill's sons are with new England Patriots, doesn't that kind of like take some of the frost off of anything that, might be freezing over at this point. Like, I know that it was an amicable breakup and everything like that. But now, if if he gets another job coaching, you're right. You're you're competing with him. Yeah. But if your sons are here, yeah. then maybe you know that he has a little bit more of a soft spot, for, so, soft spot for the Patriots. I, I think it's what Evan is talking about. I think that they've been a little bit reluctant. You know, the whole ripping the bandaid off isn't happening, and I think that's part of it. I think they they're going out of their way to keep as much as they can um the other part of it and maybe this is a sort of a different viewpoint you know and i get the idea that Stephen bryan might be better served to go coach somewhere you know without their father but do you really get that if you stay with the team that you've already been at for 10 years like if you if they keep coaching with the Patriots, they're just doing what they've been doing no but Mm. no but if, if you're gonna like forge your own way then Brian should get a job, you know, with the Seahawks, and Steve should go and head up the Bears defense. That's like truly going out on your own. It it is. It, I, it's more, but you know, without Bill here, they do have to do it their own way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I still think. But that, I think it's already established in something they've done for a decade. Yeah, but they have, you know, they have to keep doing it. You know, yeah. without him, you know, helping them every game day. You know, so I do think it helps them that. They, it's, be, it's better than yeah. just stay, just staying it's, with their father, right. but I don't really see the big difference. I think that the, from what I've been told, you know, talking to people around the building a little bit, you know, hmm? just 
the the reluctance of uh, they have both have young families and they yeah. they have roots here. They they would like it to sure. s- they would like to stay here. But if you're I don't the, know. We'll if you're see the how, crafts, how if you're the crafts and and you're going over the what went wrong, right? If you're willing to keep somebody, I don't forget forget who it is, whether it's Steve Belichick or Matt Groh, you're kind of saying that they may not have been part of the problem. Right? You have to be saying that. But because if you think they were, then why would you keep them? So then Bill was the only problem. I, I think that might be the assumption. I mean, it's hard to not come away. I know that that was a little flippant. But by no, but it's not hard really. To, it's hard to not come away right. with that impression that they feel like the, the coach was the only problem, right. we, the head we, coach. We hear stories that they're not rushing into a GM search. They may not mm-hmm. even get one. We've you know? heard stories that they, they're not going to do it at all. Right. So forget about rushing. If, if in that's there. the case, and Matt Gross stays, and Elliot Wolf stays, then you are saying that you know what? Maybe it wasn't as collaborative as it should have been. Maybe we need to give these guys a, a chance. We're hearing enough from them about what really went on that we're going to keep them. Because, like I said, if if you're if you say your house is falling apart, you replace the house. So what they're saying is the house wasn't falling apart. It was just the furnace that just, we need to replace. It was just replace. the guy that built it. I'll be interested to yeah. see like what they do on the offensive side of the ball because keeping Steve and Brian, I'm good with because the defense was, for the most part, they did the best they could without the injuries. Um, with the injuries, I mean, um, offensively, I'll be interested to see who they keep. And yeah, because that that was a huge, huge. I huge think you problem. a silver lining of all this going on the last couple of days because frankly, it, it hasn't been the greatest of of setups so far. Is that you know, Lubica and, and Williams are outside guys, right? So he is showing interest, Gerard is, in interviewing guys that are outside the tree. Like, it's not just we're going to bring the band totally back together. They have a special teams coordinator who really has very, you know, he has some con- loose connections to Gerard and the Patriots. Oh, he does? but Because the yeah. other guy has some connections, yes, too. Yeah. Which but, they're not really, you know, but they're not, outside. They're not out, but no one's ever going to right. be in the NFL. That's the way it works. Outside. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not, but the point is, is that these guys have been different places. They've worked for different types of defenses, different types of coaches in Lubica's case. Uh, I think he got close to Gerard from being down, down the street at BC. You know, I think that they, they connected uh, that way when he was at Boston college. So I, I it, there are connections, but it's, it's not, it's not like they're just bringing Josh McDaniels back and bringing Matt Patricia back and like you know bringing back all these very familiar yeah. faces. But it sounds like I mean not Patricia, but it sounds like they're certainly open to Billy O'Brien or yep. Josh McDaniels coming back. Now I don't think either one of those guys will be back, but it, I don't think that's because no. the Patriots don't well, want. You don't him. think but Bill O'Brien will be back? No. no, really. But the question is, is what goes on then with the with the, the assistants, right? Like if you know wide receivers coach is different, O line coach is different, and so on and so forth. Then at least they're they are. I think the coaching staff. You might get be, one of those. Going to be some changes. I think you'll have a new offensive line coach. I'm not sure you'll have a new wide receivers coach. You're really not oh. selling it, Paul. No, I <laughs> I just really don't. I, I think Fred. I think Fred is right. I, I I think that they've they've determined that the furnace was the problem, not the foundation. And I I just look at it and say, well, how could it be so widespread your decline for four plus years, and it's just the head coach was not listening to anybody. That's why I know, and, and then like I, Paul, this weekend I went back so many times just thinking of of, of how easy things were couple weeks ago when you can just blame everything on bill and you know we always talk about the draft pick misses and everything and that's 
what I think we always kind of respectfully default to, that it's Bill. I'm not going to point at, oh, Nick Casario picked these guys and Matt Groh. Yeah. But and I do we, think Bill had final say, absolutely. But as we've discussed, there's there's a line. There, there, you know, Certainly those guys have a part in it, and now it's they're going to give these guys, I guess, an opportunity, but there's nowhere to hide behind there's Bill There's nowhere anymore. to hide, and, it, and if let's just say 2024 is not a good season. It's going to be on Gerard to make changes. Yeah. You know, he's going to, whether you call it scapegoating or not, if if the offense stinks, he's going to have to make changes to the offense. And, that, you know, and that's it, the thing. Like, they got to. They got to. Like, you know, I just <laughs> like we, you can get rid of Bill and say Bill was the problem, but the offense is a problem. And the offense needs to be fixed. And, you know, whether whoever's pulling the trigger on these yeah. decisions, it has to happen. But I just I found that so much of what came out over the last few days was just so all over the place where – and Paul talks about it all the time where we give him we gave him the blame for the picks that we don't like and we don't give him any credit for the ones we do. And, you know, there was a lot of that like retroactive. Well, you know, he felt like they should take a quarterback there, but he didn't really want Mac. But then he felt like he owed it to them. And, you know, but then we never get into like, well, who picked Cole Strange? Like, is that a bill thing, too? Who's getting blamed for that one? Who's getting blamed for Taekwon Thornton? Is that already Macro? It used to be the opposite. Doesn't seem know. like a Bill guy to me. Doesn't and, seem like Bill guy. And Fred to me. will tell you when we went through the first part of the dynasty, you know, with the three out of four, it was the opposite. It was like, you know, you see Bill, he comes up with Dan Copen and Santi Samuel and Eugene Wilson and all these, you know, sort of, you know, mid round picks that turn out to be really, really good players. And then it was like, uh, you know, like Scott Pioli wanted, uh, you know, so and so or Nick Casario. You know, he, he sold him a, a bit bag of goods on Tavon Wilson or something. And now it's completely opposite. Looks like, like Nick Casario's doing a pretty good job in Houston. Like, do you think, do you think right that, now. like, yeah. Bill Belich? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know that Bill has final say, and I've always said that. But does does Tyquan Thornton really strike you as, like, a this is a guy that Bill Belichick felt like he had to have? Now, Nikhil Harry does. Yeah. Nikhil Harry, yep. to me, does sort of fit the profile of what Bill – if I'm going to take a wide receiver, it's going to be a guy who plays on four downs, blocks, you know, is physical, does all, you know, not just a diva, you know? Yeah. God forbid. But Tyquan Thornton does not, to me, strike the no. profile of what do, Bill would look but for But Strange kind of does seem like a Bill one, right? Yeah. Like, you kind of go back and forth between picks of, you know, what I don't know, just kind of undersized guy. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we're trying to get I don't know the, if he strikes me as a, yeah. as a Bill lineman. I think it's just generally taking an offensive lineman there feels just, like. Oh, yeah, no, like, that, that's got Bill written all over. I feel like, back to the coaching staff situation, I feel like, I don't care how good of a friend you are with Troy Brown. Like, they have not been able to develop a wide receiver. Obviously, Jacoby Myers, like, outlier. I don't want to include him in this because, you know, he's made a way for himself. But I feel like overall, like, Tyquan Thornton should have been way better right now, even with the injuries. Even Nikhil Harry, like, you know, he could have been a bust even with good coaching or not. But it's just, like, I feel like they need a new wide receiver coach that can actually develop these guys. I just think you need to let the offensive coordinator pick his staff yep. and come with a staff that he's familiar yeah. with and that he wants to or work at least with be involved him. the yeah. thing about troy is that his football iq was so high it, it but it came naturally to him you know and what comes naturally to him doesn't necessarily come naturally to mm -hmm. these other kids and it might be for him hard to teach what he just knows as second hand yeah. yeah you know it in like Ted, you know, I always bring up the example. Ted Williams tried to be a hitting coach for the Red Sox and failed miserably because he just couldn't figure, he couldn't understand why these kids would, didn't get it. Yeah. It's because you're a natural talent. Yeah, just you know, like it. you're, 
you know, and just, I think Troy Brown's the same way. Yeah, and just all the issues with the route running this year, I'm just is it is it all because they were having trouble understanding the offense, or was it because well, but, not being but be fair well. though, Pop had a good year, right? I mean, I mean, I I agree with what yeah. you're saying, but like. You know, well, but he, we, but he, he, he had Douglas did have a good year. He had a good year, but I mean, he had problems I, with that. Yeah, I think he lost. A, he didn't have as much time on the field early because he wasn't running routes the right way and fumbling. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I, but the fumble cost him playing time. But I do think that he struggled with his route running at mm-hmm, times, yep. and uh, and that was part of it. But I, I look at it, I, I'm kind of torn with Troy, and maybe it's because I like him so much, mm-hmm. and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Sure. But I don't think that the the guys that they have you know Nikhil Harry it's not like he left here and was like lights yeah. out somewhere else yeah. and I, I don't think they have a lot of really good players at that position that's why I, I look at the receiver coach position as also a position of somebody that could bring an eye for the talent as well like if you're just fair point one yeah. of those guys like you know uh, for example in, in Minnesota Keenan McCardell is somebody they interviewed for the offensive coordinator job which I think was really kind of a wide receivers coach interview to be honest with you but Keenan McCardell like those guys they turn out wide receivers like it's going out of style in well, Minnesota well that's like, the, that's the good that's a good point because you know, you need five or six deep in wide receivers. Not every one of them can be studs in the first or second right. round. You need to develop guys from the fifth and sixth round, too. Yeah. So that would be an example of a guy, by the way, back to our other topic. You know, if they brought a guy like McCardell in, like, yeah, you'd have some connections to him because Bill coached him, but he's really an out. That's an outsider to me. Yeah. That's someone outside the organization. I would just love Because his to connection was Bill, not the Patriots. I think that. Troy Brown is a is a really good like conceptual coach and, and like he understands the playbook he understands the plays the schemes what they're trying to do but they need somebody that is like a wide receiver guru like someone that understands and I has an eye for talent someone that can coach release packages and and top of the route and all that different type of stuff I think Troy is probably pretty good on the whiteboard but like when you actually get him out there to really develop these guys I don't think many of these guys have gotten better at like the details of route running like I don't think that we watch Pop Douglas from the beginning of the year to now and be like oh wow like he's so much more sudden through his break or he's you know he's cut down on wasted stuff I think Pop Douglas was just is just good like I think that he's just good at those types of things and I don't think it's necessarily developed and same with Jacoby I think Jacoby's just a naturally good route runner I don't think that they made him that much better uh, from start to finish I think he was always just a pretty good heady route runner and I, I just look at those things as reasons you know with Troy that I'm just like I'm sure that Troy Brown's a super smart football guy like he was as a player uh, but is he, is he someone that can really coach the position and has an eye for talent at the position? you don't know you know, I just think if you're getting a new offense, you need somebody who speaks the language of the offensive coordinator. And these like, you know, days of just trying to continue to hold over coaches from system to system to system that, you know, it's all getting lost in the wash, it seems like. But I I, I would be fine with with a clean offensive break yeah. just generally and well, get, I, get on a new track. You know, going back to like the staff and, you know, was it all just Bill or, you know, was it several things? And, you know, who who was Bill listening to as you know, in the later years, I, I heard something interesting on one of Paul's shows about, you know, a, as the brain drain got, you know, more, you know, took more and more of an effect on the staff and the staff got younger and, you know, Bill actually started listening less, believe it or not, because, you know, people just didn't have the experience that he had. And uh, so but I don't know if that's true or not, but I could understand that being the case, you know, if. 
the guys you trust are leaving and you know you're left with people that you haven't worked with as long a time and you you don't trust them not not i mean you know i'm talking about their judgment you know yeah. you just don't know them as well i just look at the especially on offense and i know that they, they they lose adrian clem for the health thing and they they lose ross douglas towards the end to go to syracuse but the size of the staff like they just don't have that many coaches compared to other teams but also compared to what they used to have you know you talk about like the staffs that won super bowls i always go back to the 2014 staff because i think that might be one of the best staffs in the modern era of football and you got guys that are like head coaches now that were like low-level offensive assistants on that staff you know matt patricia is like a defensive assistant like what is that you know quality control coach you know brian dable is coaching tight ends on that staff you know and and all these guys just uh, end up going on to great things and and they were you know some of these guys were just low level assistants in 2014 and now they don't even they don't have that layer of depth on the coaching staff at all so i, I do hope that gerard uh, you well, know has more coaches you do know maddie p had one of the greatest calls in, yeah. in the history of the super bowl in that well, game as the dc i mean, I mean come on now. you got to give him got to give him his props <coughs> yeah just ask him yeah that was one of the greatest quotes ever how do? someone could actually say that out loud like well, actually, you, yeah. you can't well actually the media like when they're coming for you. Like uh, actually, I, I do I, I do have one of the greatest calls <laughs> well, in the history of the Super Bowl. If you're so smart, let me tell you about something I did. Yeah. All right. So um, there's a lot to digest, a lot to talk about, a lot to see in the next few weeks. Plus, we got the weekend. If anybody wants to talk about the playoffs, yeah, playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. um, I think I got screwed. Oh, well, did uh, I pick the Steelers? No, you did very well. Oh, did I pick the Steelers? No. Oh, I thought I. Or no. to cover or something like that. Uh, you may have picked <laughs> because I cover. picked that game you under the assumption they were going to play in snow. It was just going to be running. Um, so I think mm. I got a little bit screwed. You, on that You you did pick Pittsburgh to cover. Yeah, yeah. So I got screwed in that game. Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate. The just not great. Not a lot of great games. Yeah, no, screwed. They, they they fumbled and said it wasn't a fumble. The, the Detroit Rams screwed, game. That, that was, was, that was the, only, the only good yeah. game. That game of the was weekend. lit. First half. So of that good. game's like a different sport. <laughs> yeah. But I, Dallas losing. And, oh, by the way, Zolak stole my line. What did he say? I always have a line when I'm watching the Cowboys and they start to lose. I go, show Jerry, show Jerry, show Jerry. <laughs> and he took that line and he put it on Twitter. He said, show Jerry. Show Jerry. Because I told him I did that. He stole it. it oh, he, okay. So yeah. now we get it. Like you actually told him. Yeah, about it. I told him <laughs> on the bus that I do that. What was the bigger surprise to you? He probably did steal it. Yeah. Dallas or Hello, Jerry. Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Dallas. I, I, the Eagles, I, I think a lose. lot of people could. Yeah, he did. Like that bad? Yeah. Well, not that bad. He picked bad. Tampa out. Someone else to pick Tampa out, right? But Fred had a, Fred, oh, Fred yeah. had a, Fred had a big I did. week. Yeah, no, I Eagles are a mess. I think the yeah. Eagles, you could see that coming. I picked yeah. them, but it was a blind faith kind of at some point. Like, you could see it coming. This is going to be a great 30 for 30 on the mm. 2023 Eagles. <laughs> I just, I still. In 10 years, like. That, that there's something there that there's something happened there that we don't know that's about. A, I mean, I asked yeah. Evan this morning, and he he pointed to you know the coordinators. I, I mean, that's as good as I've heard. Like what what else? I mean, this they is an all star team that everybody yeah. was. But they lost both coordinators. No, I know that, but they were still ten and one. And I know they weren't playing great, but right. they were still ten and one. Did you yeah. see talent wins out? Did you see they the quit. look on Jeffrey Lurie at the end of that game in the in, oh, a, yeah. in the suite? He had the look of an owner about to fire his coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm surprised Sirianni was on the plane to back to <laughs> yeah. Philly. I don't know if you heard this one before. This might be – I think they all stole it from me, Fred. Yeah. But um, do you think that maybe Bill was 
you know, maybe thinking about Dallas at some point Sunday afternoon when the Packers were killing them? I didn't see that. On well, I didn't see anybody tweet about that. I, I didn't need to see. I, I didn't see it once. I, I texted Zolak while he was on the show yesterday, and I said, um, "You think there's any chance that Bill put in a call to the Packers on how to mix up coverages <laughs> for Dallas?" Knowing that if Dallas loses, that job. See, might at least you bring something yeah. a little bit there different to the table. Yeah. Like literally, four thousand people tweeted the exact same literally. thing. And then yesterday, when he interviews with Atlanta, the same four thousand people had to tweet, "Question: What would you have you ever had any experience coming from a big oh, deficit?" Oh boy, ah. I saw I saw, I so saw that joke lame. made at least twice by people. Twice. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. I, I tell you, you guys got to fix my Twitter. My, yeah. You no, guys got to fix my, my timeline. All of us. It was You're very copy paste. Yeah. Very copy paste. Yeah. Where do you think Bill wants to go? Like, I, I mean, does he? Would you think he would want to go to Dallas? I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, spitballing. But Dallas would be. Lit. Would that be super appealing to him? You would make more money in Dallas. Oh yeah, I think way more money. Well, does he want money though? Plus, like, is that, Jerry Jones yeah, doesn't pay coaches. I well, say, I mean, I because of the taxes, that. the taxes but, oh, and the cost okay. of living. But if, if you're the coach that can finally bring Dallas back to winning a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. see, that's that means more than Atlanta. that's the angle yeah. I'm think, looking for of just what interests him now. I think he might look at Atlanta because I think he looks at Dallas as not a challenge because it's already a good team mm. he I look at Atlanta like they've never won anything yeah. they're you know and I think they're a very good t- I think it's very similar to Tampa I think there's some pieces in place but he's not the quarterback yeah it's true you know yeah. like it, I think that it's easy to look at Atlanta and say they're just a quarterback away well he was just a quarterback away here <laughs> no no he was not <laughs> no he was not a quarterback in 21 away here. they had a good roster like they would have been a much better team i think if they had uh, somebody that was not just a passenger in that quarterback spot well if they had an elite quarterback they could like have been, like tampa just could have been a, tampa loses tom brady last year and they come back this year in the divisional round they're better than they were with brady last year they had they had a, an actual plan that they went out and executed and got a quarterback. Yeah. He's so. played well. Let Baker bake. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. What? I was happy for him last yeah, night. Yeah, he's, he's your, your guy. I was happy for you. I was happy for your guy last night. He's back there. He's like running around. He's got yeah. that bad ankle. He's running yeah. around doing the. He's got like. First he's got like he's, you, he's got like a sofa cushion yeah. on his Do you believe the, the notion that they're saying that, you know, Baker Mayfield is everything we wanted Johnny Manziel to be? Yeah, kind of. Oh, I mean, Johnny Manziel is an elite athlete. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is a slug. Manziel would have been run. He's a better. <laughs> no, runner. I'm serious. He's not an athlete no, at all. Good, I saw that. I saw perfect. that tweet. Like, Baker Mayfield is everything we wanted Johnny Manziel to be. I was like, Oh wow. Mm. No, I don't think they're even comparable as players. Now, listen. Obviously, Johnny Manziel was a mess off the field. Yeah, yeah. and I don't think Baker Mayfield's ever had anything bad in his off field. Oh, great commercials. No, seriously. <laughs> but like, I mean. Yeah. I don't. Th- I've never heard anything bad about Baker no, Mayfield no. off I the think field. Very Johnny Manziel Just, was a train wreck oh, yeah. off the field. Yeah. 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 But it, in terms of playing like styles, they're not even no. close. I also just like whatever. What? Johnny Manziel, like, people have overrated Johnny Manziel. But Johnny Manziel, I mean, now you know why he was overrated. Because people saw the talent, but now you know that he wasn't I never doing saw. Right. I never thought he was all that talented. Okay. I, I mean, he ran around well in college, but like that, you do he ran in, around by you know him and Mike Evans basically <laughs> beat Alabama by themselves. No, well, I mean, like it helps to have Mike Evans, who turns out to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver, okay. like ten straight yeah. thousand. Yeah. Yards what about season. the ten Hall of Famers Alabama had on defense? I just think that if you watch, like, I think Mike Evans was really the he the, was really the, good, the one that was pulling the cart there. And Johnny oh, I don't Manziel know about were, that. I no, you you got to give props to Manziel. No, I don't. 
I think Mike if, Evans if was you the just, one that it, was like, doing listen, the harder part. There's nobody at this table that appreciates stubbornness more than me. <laughs> you run, you if run you just refuse to acknowledge it, then, you know. You, you run around like this and throw a 50-50 ball to Mike Evans, and he mosses a guy like, great throw. But you Johnny run, run around for 20 minutes avoiding seven sacks and then doing it. It's a little different. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, that he was incredibly he talented. He, he really he was. incredibly was. talented. Yeah. All right, uh, 855-PASS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline, web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Any other news we need to take care of? I mean, there's all kinds there's of— There's just so many bullets flying, and yeah. I just figured, like, you just have to wait a few days and let everything kind of settle yep. to see where it lands because yeah, I, the sides are sniping at each other. And, I'm just worried you know. that it's settled. Yeah. That's my fear. Yeah. That, you know, we're, we're going to let it all settle. And, uh, well, I think this is the plan. But but if that's—you know, like, like we said at the outset, if it's going to be pretty much status quo— Except for the head coach, then they're saying that we think the head coach was the problem. Well, I mean, I'm still holding out hope for the offense. I think yeah. that's, you know, it still seems like things are on the table. I, I get maybe the ship has sailed with, you know, upper management, at least through the draft. It is what it is. But I'm at least hopeful that, that you know, there's going to be some kind of injection on the offensive Me side. Too, of the ball there has that, to be. You know, that that, that of, can of be kind of the coaches and players. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, well, it, it players, doesn't have yeah. to be. Players. But I think, be. You, I think you're going to get, yeah. I think you're going to get it because. Different. Listen, if Bill gets a job, I'm, I'd almost certainly expect Josh to go with him. And I don't think Billy O'Brien wants any part of being back on that train wreck. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to get what you want, but I think Billy O is, is welcome back. But I think they would welcome him back. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Billy O wants to be back, and that says a lot because I think it meant a lot to him to return home yeah. to work. I will be amazed, though, if Bill goes to Atlanta and he brings Cam Accord with him. And, That's and, what I'm wondering. And they're fine with that. But I think, like, I, I think I he will. I won't be no, I, I mean, or do you think he'll just take Joe Judge? No, I just think, well, I think he'd take both. I mean, I, mean, I think either I, way, I've got one news for you. Coordinating the special teams. Maddie, Maddie P. will be running the defense, he's, too. He's going to take what's familiar to I, him. I, like, that's, then, and that's why I'm surprised about Stephen Bryan. You know, I, I mean, I think they would be, you know, you kinda, be with him, too. You get kind of the reports of, like, a little bit of a divided locker room this year, right, between Gerard and – and Bill, and what side do you think Steve was in that? I mean, he's intimately working with Gerard. Bill's his dad. You know, I mean, there's part of me just wondering if this, like, oh, they offered them to keep their jobs, if that's just so. You think it's just a bluff? Like, it's a bluff because we know they're not going to because they're, they're Team Bill. They're going to go with their dad. And, you know, and, and, and I mean, and to Paul's point, I mean, in some ways, I know that they're still with Bill, but for, you know, Steve was going to be the defensive coordinator in Atlanta, and he's going to go in and take the defense over. And, I mean, I think that's a step for him. But I think. I'll say this to Bill Belichick and his sons. I think it's a bad move to like bring your son in and make him DC. It's just not good for your son. Yeah. But what's what's better, him or Matt Patricia? You know, like there's like. Well, well, how I think about somebody else? I know, but that's what's so hard for it. I think like not he's going to care about stick. the Falcons or no, whoever I, he goes with. But, you know, but, but everything you've seen from him over the last five, ten years is he's going to stick with guys he knows. I mean, I he's know, going to take a staff. Trust and that, loyalty that is a big part of his psyche. I get it, but. Yeah. You know, if you if you really want what's best for your sons, they need to go out and make their own way. Yeah, I mean, and that's I mean, I said it before. Young kid, you know, young families they don't want to move, but I mean, probably the best case for them is to go to a totally new team where they're you know hired on and into a different role, and they can you know just kind of work their way up the traditional way, that way. But but I I I think if Gerard Mayo keeps Steve Belichick and names him defensive coordinator, he's telling the world this kid's good. I worked with him side by side. I know what he does to the point where it's my reputation. I'm the head coach now. If our defense stinks, it's going to be on me, but I trust him enough to, to but, run it. But and haven't you I heard think all that's of a these, huge statement. Haven't you heard all these stories about how friendly they are? Yeah. 
like I think you could just as easily combat that with well he, uh, he went with his buddy no he no. went with what he did exactly no, what Bill would do now I'm the head coach now now it's now this is all on me and I have to make sure I do what's best for me and if and, he if he has you could make an argument what's best for Gerard is to stick with his friend. You could make that argument. Not if he's not a good coach. Well, no one's saying he's not a good coach, Fred. No. I don't think anybody says no. he's not and, a good coach. And what I'm saying that Gerard's saying he is a good coach if he keeps him. Yeah, I think, but I don't think anybody thinks he's a bad coach. Some people don't know. Some people have no idea, like, who was good or who was bad uh, in that relationship. But I think people feel like the defense has been okay yes. and he's been part of that. But why? I don't think people— Is it because of Bill, Gerard, or Steve? Well, I don't think people think it's just because of one of them. I mean, but I'm, Gerard, a lot of people don't have you been think critical it's a big, of Gerard. Like, I don't. I don't think it's as anywhere near as big as you're making. Oh, I think be. it is. If if Gerard names him defensive coordinator, that's uh, an absolute testimonial to the job. To that their friendship. Steve did. No, it's got to be his ability to his ability, because okay. you know if. If he, if he's not a good coach, he's going to be hot firing his friend. I next didn't year. say he's not a good coach. I don't know how many times I can say yeah. that. I don't think he's a bad coach. Okay, but I don't think this this glowing testimonial to stick with what you know. I don't think that's. But it's, it's, I don't if, think it speaks as many volumes as you. What think I'm it saying does. is, if what you know is really good, you stick with it. I know he knows what he's doing, and he's my friend. Yeah. You stick with it because yeah, I know what I know. I don't know about the Luba, Lu, Lubaku, Lubaka, 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 Tem Lubaka, Lubaka. I don't know him as, as intimately as I, I do Steve. He might be a better coach, but I don't know him. People like him. Yeah. Good reputation. Do you understand what I, yeah. you know, like, do you know I, what my I point do. is? No, I get your point. Like, if I, I have my choice, I think you, you've, you've been making a comment, Mike, um, for the last two months about how easy it would be to just stick with everything. Yeah. Right? The easy thing to do would have been just I, I know Steve. Just, we just got a shorthand. It, just run it back. I think it's the same thing here. I know Steve. I know I work well with him. I know he's good. Yeah. I'm just going to stick with it. I think I'm not going to – this is my, – my problem with the whole process is I think that they cut off potential information. They cut off a chance to learn more from the outside, even though it was already set up, it was contractually set up with Gerard, and I have no problem with Gerard being the head coach. I think by not talking to anybody, you cost yourself an opportunity to gather information. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing yeah. here. Like, yeah. it, it would have been nice in to sit down with a Bobby Slowick and say, how do like, what are your offensive philosophies? You know, what, what are you, how do you look at building offense and scheme and all that kind of stuff? And then go and compare it to, to the guys that they've had yeah. here, Billy O'Brien, Josh McDaniels, you know, those types of guys. And I, I'm telling you, I think a lot of the things would be very different. Fact finding. But you know, it's right. funny though, because let's say I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but who's the person here that's sitting down and asking those questions of Bobby Slowick? That's my biggest concern right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would I would like it, you know, to to be all of them. Who's who's them? Robert, Jonathan, uh, Matt Grow, Elliot Wolf. Okay, so you're making really Matt Grow the GM in this case. But that I I, I didn't do that. They did because he's in charge. They of said personnel. they said they're staying here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I? He's not in charge of hiring coaches. Can I? Can I just do this? He's the, in charge of getting tough, yeah, fast I, people. Yeah, I'm not interested in. <laughs> who's hiring the coach as much as I am, finding out information as to why my right. offense is in the prehistoric right. game. And I want to know who and, – and Don't I say think modern they, offense. I think they cost themselves an opportunity to find out maybe why. I heard Boomer this morning, right? Boomer Esiason, not Boomer uh, Berman. Boomer Esiason talking about 
there are really six offenses in football that are worth anything. Did you hear this? No, but you know, San Francisco, um, Houston was one. Yeah. You know, Miami, and you know, it's all of the uh, the Rams. It's all of the McVay, Shanahan. It's the Washington coaching Washington staff. coaching staff. Yep. You know. Let's find out why we couldn't. We tried to implement this two years ago. Let's find out why we failed. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. But you really want Robert Kraft asking those questions? I want everybody asking the questions. If they're all going to be involved, Fred, I want everybody who's going to be involved to be be asking the questions. This is why my my football czar needs to happen. Like, you need to have a football guy in the room that is beyond just the head coach and the personnel people because they're too close to it. And I want one very small, minor thing that backs up what Evan's talking about that I want to – the Patriots have never had a general manager. Dear Mr. Kraft, I have someone on my staff named Evan Lazar who is (laughs) volunteering to be in the room. First no, of in all, the room. can I be honest with you? As much as I love to like make Hamilton, fun of my boy Evan, in the room. I would rather have Evan Lazar in that role Zara Lazar. than nothing. Yeah, it rhymes. Okay. There you go. But I appreciate that. That's the nicest thing he's ever Lazar, said about Zara Lazar. It's, it's, it's he just top, compared you to nothing. It's yeah. in the top. Yeah. It's in the top three. Yeah, you won. You won over nothing. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Great. But yeah. can, did you see the stuff over the weekend? The Patriots have never had a general manager. Like that's not true. Are we are we just under Belichick? Oh oh oh. Are we going to be children about this and say because we've never had someone who has Scott Pioli, comma general manager, but instead it was director of player personnel or whatever the title happened to be for each individual right. guy that we've never had a guy. Bill Belichick has been the general manager at least since '04. Is that what Robert said the other day? Yeah. After yeah. the third title, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Bill Belichick has been the general manager. Let's not be children about this yeah. because they've never had a guy with the title yeah. general manager. Of course he was. That's all. Of course he was. <laughs> we didn't need to go on with that. Yeah. All right, 855-PATS-500. Let's open it up to the listeners. Uh, tomorrow noon, introductory press conference with Gerard Mayo. We'll have it live on Patriots.com. Until now, let's hear what you have to say. Until then, I mean. Uh, Sean's at Vancouver. What's up, Sean? Hello, everyone. Uh, if Megan is listening, I know she's going to roll her eyes, but I still have my Gerard Mayo jersey from 2008. Uh, I, I kept it all these years, and uh, I don't think I'm getting rid of it. Uh, but, you know, even though I'm a huge fan, I'm I'm with Evan. I, I, I really think they need a GM who's not the head coach. I think they need someone separate to do that job, and I was kind of hoping they'd hire a GM before they announced the head coach. That's uh that was my uh, desire, but I don't. Now I'm worried they won't even do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not like as caught up on the order of Thanks, operations yeah, as too. some other people, but I just they this organization has in has honestly been been blessed <laughs> with so many great football players, football minds that have walked through the door that. So, some of these people have to be interested in coming back to to ha- to bring an experienced football mind to the equation, whether that's a former player like Gerard or it's bringing back a guy like Pioli or Dimitrov. And I'm not necessarily saying to make those guys a general manager, but can we get like a consultant in the building to Don- like Dante, Dante, yeah. whoever I'm not saying like make that no, I'm guy serious. an official title. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be GM, but a consultant, right? Like somebody that is a football person. Yeah. I don't want business people making football decisions, right? That's how you get into trouble in any sport. Yep. And if they continue down that path, then they're going to, they're not going to go down a good route. 
because it's going to be all the you know business in the business world familiarity and all this kind of you know the people you know nepotism all that stuff that's that's what jives in the business world in football you got to hire the best guy that's for the job and i think right now that you know there's so many guys that at least yeah they have like you know the name zach robinson's been thrown around a lot i I'm intrigued by quarterbacks that. coach and pass game coordinator right now for the Rams, obviously drafted by the Patriots, yeah, but I saw he's that. coached under Sean McVay for the past like four or five years. So he will, would bring the McVay system here while still having some roots and familiarity with how things are run in new England. Like those types of people need to have, they need to be considered. And if you're just going to consider Josh McDaniels or Bill O'Brien, then how do you expect anything to be fixed? And to your point, Freddie, like you said, like who's going to be listening? Well, that's the kind of guy I want listening to yeah. that stuff. Oh, it's fair. Uh, Patty and Agawam, what's up, Patty? What's up, guys? Hey. Hey. Can you hear me okay? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Oh, host host on listening crime. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. What's up, Patty? Hurry you know up. You know Hurry up. up. He's opening his fork already. You know I love you, bro. Yeah, Paul's food's here. Um, I'm, I'm excited by the move, definitely. You sound I think, it. Um, <laughs> choosing Mayo over Vrabel, probably not that they chose him. It was written into his contract. But to me, it spells more of like them going towards the uh, more new age approach. And um, I just want to caution other fans, too, because I've already seen a lot of negativity out there about the hire that, you know, the offense, there, there's a lot of glaring holes. If you look at like across the board, we have zero tight ends roster next year. Okay. No, uh, we we know the offense up. has trouble, but yeah, yeah, so. yeah. We don't need to go down the list. We we know the offense. It yeah. Might take a couple of years before it looks good, but I just wanted to ask Why? you guys if uh, you're making the pick at number three, what direction do you go? Do you take the quarterback? Do you take a tackle? Do you trade down and, and get more assets? Me personally, the guy that I would like to see them take is Jaden Daniels, and I'll take it off the air. Okay. Thanks, yeah. Well, let's say that Caleb Williams is gone, but you uh, will be. Let's say Drake May is I don't gone. Oh, you did cry. You know, but you probably will. Do, be. do you take a quarterback with with the third pick? My my fear right now with Jaden Daniels is that we're coping. We're coping at the fact that we can't get right. one of the top two right. guys. So it's like yeah. this is the guy that's he's, left. He's right. Right? Yeah. That's, that's where I am. And, and I don't right. I don't want to take – that's how you end up with Zach Wilson is when you just take the guy that's left, right? Yeah. Or Mac Jones is probably an even better example. Yep. And uh, I, I think Jaden Daniels is super talented. Um, there's a lot to really love about his overall game. Uh, but as a passer, he needs refinement and he needs work. And I would not throw him into this mess. Like, if you're going to tell me that they have all new tackles and all new receivers and a new coordinator and all this, then maybe it's a different conversation. But with the information we have right now, I don't think that that's the type of guy that you throw into a, a system like this. I, I like what Evan said. I just, I mean, I found myself these last few days looking at the draft now through the lens of a Gerard Mayo, Matt ish you know, Elliot Wolf type. And it's, it's hard for me to sell the tackle pick now. Like, I think if Bill were still here, I, I could feel like I can sell the tackle pick. I just don't know. With a new coach, with a new regime, looking to put their stamp on it, I almost lean back towards Jaden Daniels or even Marvin Harrison. I, I mean, and last week I would have said I, I, I'm out on that. I don't think it's a good plan. Um, but I think it could, it could if, make sense for this group. If you're an owner and you just fired your longtime coach and you hired a guy who's never been the head coach before. You got all these problems with the offense. 
do you say to him in order so that he's not making knee-jerk decisions, you've got three years. You've got three years to get us back to be a playoff contender. Or do you say, I want results right now and, you know, put the pressure on him, and now he's making decisions in the short term? What do you say to him? I just, I mean, I, I think he has to know he has some time, but look, we all know that this, this business can change in the drop of a hat, and teams can turn things around, but I just think it's going to take huge cojones to not pick a quarterback at that spot. And what would you, th- what would you for consider a new, For a new regime. Th- three years. Yeah, two. Two? You got two. Okay. You got two to make progress. You don't have to, like, get yeah. me Super Bowl caliber in two years. Yeah. But you have to make oh, progress. Oh, yeah. But you with have the to third be overall pick in the, starting off yeah. with a third overall pick. In every round. You and know, well, you know, second, and it's hard to say. Well, round. hey, we're going into year three. This, you know, Joe Alt, he's he's been great. Our offense is still kind of mired because we don't have a quarterback. But there's nobody screaming off the left edge unblocked anymore. Yeah. It's, it's hard to sell it. It's hard to sell it. Or I'm with Evan. Harrison. I'm with Evan on 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 Daniels. I, like I am talking myself into it, and I wonder if I'm doing too much talking myself into it, and he's not really worth but that. The, the, right? Because isn't the fear that. Because of all the reasons why you just laid out, you reach on the quarterback because it's the pick that makes the most sense. And if that's what you're going to do, then you could get yourself into trouble. Whereas if you do give Fred's three years, the methodical approach is what the Lions have done. It's mm-hmm. what really the Texans have done when you really think about it. I mean, they didn't get the quarterback until this past offseason, and Casario has been there for a couple of years already. Like if you just expect to fix all of it in one off season, I, I think that you're you're in trouble. Well, I just I threw this scenario to Evan and I was like, look, don't judge me and like people don't call in. I'm not telling you that this is what I want to have happen. Kids say, all don't right? at me. Yeah, right. Don't at me with this, <laughs> but I'm just putting this scenario out there into the ether because I've recently kind of made the case of Chicago keep Justin Fields, build around him. You've got one more year of him. If it doesn't work out, you replace so him. So that a quarterback could drop to us. So. Mm. Now, you, we, now we're talking Drake May. You yeah. bring back Josh. You put Mac back in there. You Ooh. give him Marvin Harrison. No. You draft him a tackle at the top of the I'm second out. round. Parole. And then you see I'll, what happens. I, I, I pointed the door to the door when he yeah, said this. Yeah, no, no, no. There. See, I, I, That's what I, I want to do. No. See, I was Come at me. When you, when, you started oh, to talk, when you started to talk, I was like, oh, okay, you mean quarterback's going to fall in our lap. But similar to Mike's, like, theory, my theory was, okay, maybe they'll decide, like, last minute, okay, we don't want to keep Fields. We're going to trade him. Or, you know, Arizona, maybe they don't want Murray, and you'll, they'll trade him. So what if you got one of those guys, but then you were able to get Marvin Harrison I'm curious. Somehow? What were you going to do at three if the, if the Bears Marvin hold Harrison. on to Fields? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, th- that's what you said, right? Tackle. That Your whole thing was oh, oh. predicated on the Bears. We're going to well, hold yeah, on to Fields. Yeah, hold on to Fields and do the same thing, like draft Marvin Harrison for him, get him a tackle. You know what I mean? Just so, build around the so quarterback So what are we position. doing with Mac Jones? We're going to build around him. We're going to finally no. give with Marvin no. Harrison. And, well, <laughs> we're no. But Marvin Harrison went to the Bears. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, oh, is he still? In your scenario. Right. I know, but you're Nabbers. You're, you're, you're Nabbers. It's no. time for Nabbers. It's, I'm gonna. I, I would. I would beg for Nabbers. Here we go. No, that was my go. joke. So I watched. So I did a lot of wide it's receiver. Watch. No, no, I did. I know. I did some wide. I watched a bunch of the wide receivers, and I made the joke whenever I'm watching. Malik like, Nabbers. Here we go. I don't go. know if you've heard this kid from LSU, but Nabbers, he's really good. So interesting that you say that, though, because there's so much talk about Harrison. You got to take Marvin Harrison, far and away the best so player. Good, yeah. He's the generational generation. I heard Boomer Sison say today he liked Azunze better. Yeah, like, I don't like, know about a Dunes AB but Malik Neighbors like, is I'm not telling you. I'm not. I'm not yeah. a, a talent evaluator expert. I don't pretend to be. But all right, so I'll pretend. Like for when you. Andrew Luck was coming out, there weren't a lot of people saying that. You know, Fred Kirsch was actually better than Andrew Luck. Right, he was consensus. When you're a tra- yeah. transcendent, you know, player, 
right at that level there is really no disagreement right and yeah i just was i think they're just you know maybe it's just one voice in the in the wilderness and boomer yeah, a, a dunes eight, saying a dunes eight, i think that's a little recency bias from the, Could the, be. the college football playoff because those guys didn't play obviously in their bowl games and stuff like that so you don't have that i think with harrison and and, and neighbors it's a little bit closer and that's more just like stylistically what do you prefer like my comp for marvin harrison jr is Devonte adams right he's a guy that has a frame of a six foot three six foot four receiver but can break down like he's a much smaller guy whereas neighbors is really jamar chase right it's just linear explosive down the field type of athlete so like it's just whichever one you want is, I would agree with that. It's sort of like the So game situation. it out. So give them neighbors then, all right? If Chicago took them. But yeah, that's, I just, I, I that's what I'm that saying. Like, Mac Jones can't yeah. reach Malik neighbors on yeah. the field. Okay, that's the problem. And they're, they're also, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, those top five receivers his, historically have not been great. Well, all right. When we, when we come out. back, we'll take more calls and emails. I also want to talk, has the sentiment for Mac changed a little bit again? Oh. We'll talk about that after this. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. And we are back with the Patriots Unfiltered Halftime Show. This has been pushed due to some unforeseen <laughs> circumstances. You can guess by my tone what happened today. Um, we have Faith, yes. co-host, and I'm going to let her run trivia today before we get into uh, our little show. So, Faith, yes. let's go for it. We're All running right. out of questions here. We're, <laughs> we're running out of questions. We're coming up with stuff. Matisse has given me the honor of having the trivia today. So, Matisse, as you always tell me, don't answer the questions. I got you. Um, first question, what was the final play in the old Foxborough Stadium? All right. Second question, who was the first opponent to play in the Patriots' new stadium, Gillette Stadium? So who did the Patriots play first in Gillette Stadium? And last, who did Doug Flutie do his famous last drop kick against? So a lot of opponents. Yeah, all right. And questions. send your answers in the web radio at patriots.com. You'll win something. I don't know what we have anymore. You're going to win have, something really good. We have a lot of goodies. But, Faith, as I said earlier, this has been pushed a, a week or two. And so I have a little rant about college football. And for all the right. listeners, I am a very casual college football fan. I get more into it when it comes to draft season um, and, you know, more highlights. I watch the big games. And so we just had – Michigan beat University of Washington, and Faith is from South Carolina. I am. Go yes. Gamecocks, right? Absolutely. And so she's more of a college football guru than I am, and so yeah. I'm going to go through this rant. <laughs> okay. I have about seven, five takes, and um, I'm going to let Faith react to them. All right? All right. This is for the playoff slash championship. Okay. All right? College and so my first, playoffs. Yes. Yep. And my first rant has been addressed because the issue that yeah. – four teams, what were we doing? That was just bad to begin yes. with. Yes. Yeah. FSU got screwed. Georgia yeah. got screwed, kind of. Like it's 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 fixed. That's fixed. Yeah. That was rant number one. Their game was ridiculous. All right. 
issue one. Right. It's real issue one. Okay. The game is too damn late. All right. Okay. I'm I'm 30 years old. Yeah. On the weekdays, I like to be in bed before midnight. <laughs> they pushed it up this year. I think it started at seven. The ball didn't get kicked yeah. off the damn tee until 8:15. Yeah, it's it's kind of become not to the level of Army Navy, but there's so much pregame, so much hype around it, so much extra stuff that you're right. It is kind of pushed. I also had the complaint. I'm 23, and I had the complaint that it was too late. It, like, I only stayed up till halftime, and it, then it's crazy. I was crashing. It's crazy. And so I, th- that ties into something else. But that's number one. That's very right, valid. So okay. Number two, the trophy sucks. I like the trophy. No, the crystal ball was great. But you can imagine probably how many times, like, that's so breakable. That's the problem. Doesn't matter. The, it, it's you could get to do it. The trophy stinks. <laughs> it used to say Dr. Pepper on it. Okay, that's like, a that's a bold. Like so, every other t- every other NCAA winner gets that like weird. Trophy. See, I would rather the college football playoff, like the football trophy, than what the NCAA gives like every other team. I, okay, I just it needs to be fixed. You know, maybe when they expand I, it, they get rid of this thing. True, but because I can say from being from South Carolina, I saw plenty of women's basketball national championship trophies and SEC Small tournament flex. trophies. You know, had to had to flex that, but they're not. I would argue they're not as good and or cool as you don't like the gold like it's better now that doesn't say Dr. Pepper on it. <laughs> That's fair. Well, the Dr. Pepper fans probably liked it. Okay. Number three. We gotta make an event like the Super Bowl. Like hear okay. me out. There right. t- like we need more funny commercials. All mm. right. Just like you're putting me through this game and if you're like just give me something as a casual fan. You know, yeah. oh, like, you know, funny commercial. I don't know. So people who don't like football would still want to chime in because there's something it's else just, happening. It's just like a very bleh fraud like yeah like and some of the games are good maybe it's just tough because the game we just watched like it had it had moments but it wasn't that good i think that's the problem is like the real weekend the real moment is those like semifinal games yes. those are the tight games yes. those are the exciting things and then it's almost like you make it to the national championship and it's either too late it's also less late in the season because they play it so yep. late it's like College football ends at, like, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So then you've got this, like, really long break of, like, bowl games. But you're just, like, by the time you roll into January, it's not that people don't care because people certainly care. But it's just there's such a big time period between the last regular season game. um, depending where you are. Michigan and – all right. So part 3.5 of my rant. Oh, boy. (laughs) There's too many commercials. All right? Like, like, I wanted funny commercials. They're not funny and there's too many. Yes. And, like, that. I think that's that's not just a playoff issue. That's been – that's yeah. the whole season. They yeah. they got they got fixed that. Yeah, right, but, there's right. a lot of TV breaks for sure. Question four, yep. or number four, rant four. This yep. is a big one. Uh-huh. Why is it on a Monday? Why you know, like 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 be on a Friday? Maybe with the new expansion, it gets pushed back. Yeah, and maybe like you know, it's the week between the Super Bowl. I would love that. You know, have a Sunday, oh my Saturday. Gosh. But yeah. like I, like I, I either want to watch it on a Friday. Or Saturday, yeah. you can't do Sunday, and now you can't really do Saturday because the NFL. I don't know. It's just Monday. What are we doing? I feel like you could really lean into Saturday because that's college football. Yes. On Saturdays. Yes. Saturday. And it's also tough. Like you think about like, okay, like kids having to stay up late on like yep. a school night. Adults like us. Yes. Like us having to stay up on a work night. Oh, if you want to go to a bar, who goes to a bar on a Monday? Yeah, the kids aren't going to the bar. Yeah, but, but you know, we might want yeah. to go to one. Yeah. So you you agree with that? I, I you're making valid points. Okay. I'm not saying the system is perfect. And by number any means. number five. And so I, I wrote this list out. <laughs> At, during the game because okay. I was frustrated. <laughs> yeah. And number five, this just goes to all of college football. Yeah. You got to get rid of the targeting rule. 
Because yeah. I said I said when I sent this to my friend, get rid of the targeting rule because it's the worst rule, and I'm sure it's going to happen this game. And it almost did. It almost yeah. happened at the end, and you're throwing a player out for, and it's just it's just bad. Yeah, and that's once again just for all of college football. I I can agree. I feel like there's certain rules. I've always had an interesting thought on the whole like one toe versus two toes. Like if you're training college football players to only get one toe in, how does that fully translate when you have to get two in yeah. the NFL? Like I feel like there should be more connection so that you're training players to know exactly what's going to happen in the pros, even if you don't make it to the pros. Got it. So I look, I I think you're making valid points. I want South Carolina well, to win the national championship next year. It's, it's just like, what if what if uh, Michigan's like star defensive back gets a targeting play in quarter one? It's yeah, done, and then like, he's done. Just I don't know. It needs to be done. But that is that's my rant. I've been saying on that. It clearly the game <laughs> happened a while, while ago. <laughs> um, Faith, thank you for getting the trivia. Of course. And um, all right, let's get back to Patriots Unfiltered. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. And now, great moments in history. You know, he was the fish with my yeah. grandfather. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, you never... Please tell. <laughs> I know that he had a 28 to 3 shirt. So <laughs> right. I don't know that his grandfather used to fish with so Ted you, Williams. They, right. they all use Shakespeare rods yeah. with Ted Williams? <laughs> so my grandfather was a longtime track coach at Tufts. Um, oh, from, that grandfather. From, yeah, yeah. Er, from the early 30s all the way until he died in the early 70s. And he developed a friendship with Ted Williams. There's, um, there's some interesting newspaper articles that I've dug up that it's my grandfather. I never met him. He died before I was born. Clarence Ding do so. The track at Tufts <clears> is named after him. But they used to go... Him and Ted would go up to up to New Brunswick, where my grandfather did all his summers, and um, they would fish together, fly fishing. And this is the crazy story: um, John Henry Dusso Williams. They named his middle name is Dusso wow. after my grandfather. You go to newspapers.com, you can do a lot of searching. Uh, I found one that's like, you know, Dusso teaches the Red Sox how to run. So my grandfather went down to Florida and was talking to them about like speed and stuff. So. Huh. Um, yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's got a he's got a whole story. Uh, I've got his whole all his. I, I got a feeling there's a lot of stories that Deuce isn't telling us about. <laughs> I'm getting through them slowly but surely. But yeah. that, that's one of the, that's the better great, ones. That's a great. Yeah. One. Uh, yeah. The moral of the story is you're kind of a disappointment in your family. <laughs> that's another great moment from. Now I know the reason <clears throat> you played that is just have an excuse to play the song. Oh. So let's hear it. Oh, Deuce. Yeah. People have been saying this has been getting stuck in their fa- head. <laughs> Face. Okay. Here we go. This one's for Mike Dussault. Yeah, here we go. This one's for Mike Dussault. He made his name in blogging. And he's a youth hockey referee. <laughs> don't you ever forget those 28 to 3 teams. He's last in the picks. And he's sneaky negative. But he knows his hoodies and he knows them good. Did you know that he used to live in Hollywood? Okay. Here we go. This one's for Mike Dussault. Yeah, here we go. This one's for Mike Dussault. Okay. Here we go. He's sneaky negative. Okay. Here we go. This one's for Mike Dussault. All right. Thank you, Joe. Good stuff. It's just so good. It's uh, good stuff. 
the okay the, the second go. one that's that's yeah. just so good the and and as everybody pointed it out since the song duh you know the cowboys haven't haven't won a game yet so there you go yeah. oh and then they uh, keep playing it you cursed the cowboys <laughs> they they had the ball for about nine thousand snaps of that game trying to come back in the second half too so okay all the time and it's so there annoying right i mean they must annoy everybody does that annoy everybody it's all i can hear the whole game no, it's just like it. Yeah, it just makes me chuckle now <laughs> every yeah. single time yeah. but you're you curse the cowboys you're like jj yeah. reddick right. but and we invented that Mike. you and i were the, the first ones on that right and Remember we were, we were like listening to the the, the TV. And we're like, oh is, he, is he saying okay? Here, here we, we go. go. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. So that is Jill's. Uh, yeah. What's her last name again? Jill. Jill. New Hampshire. Just Jill. <laughs> Jill from New Hampshire. Yeah. Great, great, great song. All right. Before the break, I kind of teased a little bit about the sentiment for Mac Jones because it's been kind of a roller coaster. Obviously, when he was drafted, it was like, okay, great, we've got this guy from Alabama. Uh, you know, best rookie season, you know, in a long time for any quarterback and all this stuff. And then, obviously, last year went down, uh, went down even further this year. But is is he starting to get a little bit more support now that these stories are coming out and how it was a situation where hardly anyone could have succeeded in? Is he getting a little sympathy these days I mean, not as for, compared not. to, like, a month ago? I don't, I don't mean, not for me. <laughs> I, no. don't know. I don't know. Not for me. I mean... I, I sense it. I mean, I haven't heard much. I have. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, the the Macalites, they're still yeah. there. They yeah. were there during the season. This yeah. isn't his fault. They have no Deuce, offensive line. Deuce, Deuce the Macalites. Want, Deuce right. wants I to want bring it back. We've got to run it back with Mac. Yeah. Run it Mac, back with Mac. That's my uh, T-shirt slogan. Mac McDaniel's slogan. 2024. No, I just, I mean, I, we were talking about it upstairs a little bit, and it's, you know, as, as hard as things were for Mac Jones, I just, I think you would have seen something if there was something there. And, and that's why there's still people out there that say, oh, you know, I mean, I always go back to what Bill said. He can play in this league. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I think there's still people that think he can play in this league. And that's why I brought up that scenario, which was 100% not a real scenario that I'm advocating that, oh, for everybody who's me. writing in right now to yell at me. Beep, uh, <laughs> beep, beep, beep. But, like Trot Nixon over there, back <laughs> Right, right. No, I, I took it back over the break. Um, but I just, I, I think he deserves probably a clean break, but I don't really believe that he's going to go elsewhere and suddenly flourish. I think he kind of is what he is. So let's just say it. that. They do get you know a quarterback in the first round. Does he de- deserve at least to get to training camp and fight for a starting job Mac? for this year? No, no, no. Well, N- not because he doesn't like deserve it. I don't know about that, but I just don't think that him or Bailey Zappi is the right guy for that role. Yeah, like if you're gonna draft a quarterback three overall, that's your quarterback, right? Like it's not like Mac Jones gonna beat him out in training. No, but camp. we we also yeah. talked about wouldn't it be nice to just have a veteran so that he doesn't have to be thrown into uh, there? So, but I would, so go get a veteran, right? Yeah. So like if you want to bring in Gardner Minshew or well, Mac's a veteran now. No, but I would not want a broken veteran leading my young rookie quarterback. Like you no, need you, you need, need a the you need the men, the Brian Hoyer mentor mm-hmm. type guy. Like obviously he can be better than Brian Hoyer, but in terms of actually playing, but it, like you need the Jacoby Brissett, the Gardner Minshew. Uh, there's someone that has no there's no notion that he could be starting or like think anything differently of I'm here to mentor Jaden Daniels yeah, and I that's mean, it I, I'm not saying that you know if you kept Mac there would be a notion that he would start if you picked somebody in the top three I'm just saying that he's he's a play he's a placeholder I mean I just would speak also um, talk to Andy and Fitzy this weekend about this is like I mean I always advocate draft a quarterback every year I mean I'm not in the business of just casting aside quarterbacks unless you really need to I think it's just you know you never know when you're going to need one and and you have put a lot into Mac I'm 
again, I stated at the top, I don't think it's it's there. But at the same time, I think there is an argument to be made of let him come in and fight and let's, you know, see what emerges from that. I mean, I think there, I, I would be against that argument. But I just generally think when you need a quarterback this bad, you've got to turn over every single rock that you possibly can and, and try to figure out not only how to find the guy, but you know how to bring the best play out of the guys that you so have. So no one else is sensing like a little bit of turning of the tide. I haven't seen it. I mean, I've just seen I it haven't. so much focused on Bill and back and forth yeah. and Mayo and all that but stuff. But certainly, certainly some of the story details I don't cast think. him as a sympathetic figure a little bit. Mm. Not to me. No? But I, I mean, will there was say... the thing of hearing multiple voices in his headset. I mean, that was right. one thing I read that, you know, I don't. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That one I just don't really, like, that, I need more information. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was just like, kind of like, thrown like, out there, and I, I just need a little The frequencies more. were screwed up, and they were yeah. talking. Yeah. Like, they know, they, they were were listening to Scott Zolak <laughs> on 98.5. <laughs> right. Um, I, I would say, and don't, just because I don't think it's been a change in the groundswell or anything like that, I still hear the occasional calls that are telling you that no one could have succeeded under that scenario. Mm-hmm. Right. The Macalites. That's, you know, what I – I still think there are people I was on for four hours on Sunday. And there were, we got a handful of calls that were saying, don't you think it makes sense? And I it's like, no, I, I really don't. Now, I also don't think that Mac will want any part of coming back. No, Mm-mm. that's that's probably the biggest piece. Like, I think probably one of the first orders of business in the offseason will be Mac going to – Robert Kraft, and and asking to be requesting to be sent somewhere, yeah. and I think that that would be in everybody's best interest to grant that. I, I think that I'm with you, Paul. That Mac is not the guy, and we would I think Deuce, you said like we would have seen something if we felt that way. You know that that like Trevor Lawrence in the in the Urban Meyer year, right? No one was gonna truly succeed with that Urban Meyer Jaguars team. And I think it's similar with Mac over the last two years. But Trevor Lawrence clearly showed things in that Urban Meyer year that were like, all right, once he gets a stable environment around him, this guy's going to be pretty good. And I just don't know if we ever really saw that level of play from Mac Jones. But I I agree with the sentiment that nobody – last two years, nobody was going to succeed with this. Matt Patricia calling plays and then the talent that they had this year, no way. Yeah, so – I don't know. I mean, like, if, if the stories are true about how it was supposed to be a collaborative pick, but Bill really wanted to wait for Davis Mills, he was perfectly content to do that. You know, he felt he was pressured and didn't really give him any help. Does he become a sympathetic figure within these walls? You know, I don't for know. For Bill, you're saying? Or oh, I, for, I, for the crash. I yeah. think that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I think he already. became a sympathetic figure within these walls yeah. over the last and two years. And does that carry over to 2024? And, like, well, give him one more shot. Not if they paid mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. Like, because. I'm, I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. Like, yeah. He's facilitating. Like, I, yeah. like I'll, I'll say, like, Trevor Lawrence, right? That, that Evan brought up. He, he's had his struggles for three years. He's been a little up and down. Yeah, he hasn't. Yep. He hasn't really established himself as, you know, in that echelon with, you right. know, the, the other good quarterbacks in the AFC. But. I haven't seen him handle this stuff. Like, you remember, do you remember like his rookie year when there was a whole yeah. thing about the quarterback sneak? Yeah, he didn't I, kill Urban Meyer for yeah, that. Yeah, no, I mean he didn't kill Urban Meyer. He had uh, plenty of opportunities to throw Urban Meyer. He, he was a stand-up te- guy, and I'm yeah, not telling yeah. you he did everything perfectly right. Like, so you know, you, you, whenever you say something like that, someone will immediately send you a link to a story from four <laughs> years ago where he said See? that Urban Meyer's a meanie. You know, like I just feel <laughs> like kickers in in general terms. 
he's handled his three years of ups and downs a lot better than Mac Jones has. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, in terms that's of that, and that's the why I'm out of the yeah. franchise. That's why that's, I'm out because I haven't seen the ups. Yeah, yeah. And, and I it, only to, saw the downs. And to be honest with you, I think if we weren't coming off of Mac Jones then it wouldn't worry me as much. But like Caleb Williams, that part of it, wor- not the nail painting and the crying and all that stuff, but, cried, the, but just like the maturity <laughs> yeah. of him right now and yeah. like how he's going to handle adversity and how he's going to handle, you know, the Boston media. And, and all here's where stuff. I'm a fraud. And I'll be fully admitting that I'm a fraud. I'm not as worried about those things because of the talent. If yeah. Mac Jones had that kind of talent, I would – Absolutely, be a fraud and tell you ah, that doesn't bother me as much. It, that's why I'd you're still more take forgiving him. for some magic, late down magic down the field. That's why I'd still take him, but I, I think that there are those concerns. I feel like that people have about him. If you're ta- if you're talking about it in the right way, if you're talking about his him painting his nails and you lose yeah. me, but like if you're talking about the maturity, uh, the football character of the player in terms of his maturity level, then mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a legitimate gripe. I mean, the yeah. Pelissero uh, piece today, a tweet. Talking about him already at one of those, he's already in his pre-draft. Uh, you know, I know, I know a lot of the other guys are too. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. Caleb yeah. Williams is unique, but for a guy who supposedly it's not that important and this and that, it seems like he's I see in a the little work. bit of not a, not from playing ability, but in person, I see a little bit of Cam Newton and Caleb Williams. Hey, and I would sign up for that in a blink. Yeah, ten not, years of Cam Newton. I take an MVP. Does he use that font? Yeah, the playing. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I hope not. There, there's, I just wish that the conversation, not to make this like a Caleb Williams show, but like. I just wish the conversation around Caleb Williams was actually like talking about the the pros and cons of him as a football player mm-hmm. because I don't he's not a perfect prospect no. on film and not a, no one is but like he's not I don't think he's in like the Andrew Luck yeah and that's territory. my that's my benchmark you know is, I don't I never heard one really negative word that draft process about Andrew Luck. Well, uh, you know, while I was watching uh, Nabbers this weekend uh, along yes. with with the rest, really I, I watched I watched the quarterbacks and the, the receivers, but this was my thought on 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 Caleb Williams it was like why do I see so many plays where he drops back, good pocket, he sits there, he sits there, he breaks the pocket, he runs around for a minute and then he just like chucks it and it's like whoa with, it, with his feet off the ground. Well, <laughs> maybe not that extreme but you know it's just What you mean th- like Jordan Love on Sunday? Mm. That's what the big prod that's what the oh, always the, the, the like better. a great majority of things when you watch like what makes Caleb Williams great it's like and sometimes it's like he doesn't he breaks the pocket on his own like it's not like there's pressure or well, anything. He definitely holds He's the ball. He's just standing there. He plays there. like Mahomes. And yeah. so you know that's just I mean it's an, and you realize again and I've said this I'm going to say this 100 times this spring. This is what I've taken from these last few drafts is that there are one or two quarterbacks in this and I don't know if it's Caleb Williams or not but there's one or two maybe. And the rest of these guys are all going to fail and that like I have this new like negative pessimistic view of the quarterbacks now of why well, are they all going to fail? I, and and I would be willing to accept that if if you do that all to all the other positions too. Sure. Well, oh, no, I mean because well, the, Ma- Matthew because there will be there will be four or five tackles taken in the first round, and one or two of them will be able to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everybody I, will ignore the oh, other yeah. three that busted because they're tackles and no one oh, cares. Oh yeah, yeah, no, and I, except and I, for Evan and, and Greg Bedard. And well, I, Matthew Stafford you. in his prime. That's two Caleb compliments <laughs> today. Well, Paul, no, Stafford or Williams. That one wasn't necessarily. Well, that's, I mean, I'm Paul, take it th- but that's what's funny is like, I mean, I care about what matters. I, you know, I think I, I, I get what you're getting at. I mean, and, and I'm not really, I'm not really trying to use this as an argument. Oh, to I, say, I, to I know you're tackle. not. This was more about, like, yes, you are. I've almost get found there. myself going more towards wide receiver land than, oh, than going God. to tackle land at so, this point. Okay, okay. So and I would use, I would use the same argument there. And I'm not talking about, th- listen, there's going to be yeah. 30, 40 wide receivers taken, and there'll be 10 good ones yeah mm-hmm. i'm talking about 
the four or five that are going to go in the first round or whatever, two of them will be yeah. good. How'd Kevin White work out? Who? I do Former hope. Former mayor of Boston. <laughs> I do hope that we've did, like our, our eye Virginia? for West wide Virginia? receivers have changed from Ke- the Kevin White years where it's just <laughs> big man run fast. You know, yeah, like yeah, I, I hope that we've like But I just evolved. feel like people, you know, it's like, oh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. I mean, this guy's like, you know, Jalen Waddle. They knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and there are other guys that get taken you don't remember. Jalen mm-hmm. Rager, you know, mm-hmm. Quentin Johnston. Well, we remember him, right? Not the well, right reason. Well, did, Rock. Did, 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 did you happen to see that somebody gave him a uh, an All Pro vote? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I don't as a returner. No, did assume, he get a vote? I assume it was as a returner. Yeah. Did he vote for himself? That makes sense. He's a good returner. That's insane. But uh, <laughs> your receiver, the, the, the receiver take. Like, yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah. Calling it your receiver take is okay. probably a little strong because I, I, I don't want to put I, that on you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, so Deuce, are you going to answer for that? You have a quarterback that can't throw and an offensive line that can't block, but Marvin Harrison Jr. is down the field wide open, jumping up and down like a crazy person. Like, I'm just trying to figure out where, like, you because well, I look at the Jets and I Garrett Wilson is a thousand yards every single year coming off the bus. Yeah. They can't win a thing. So yeah. I just, like, don't really see how. You stole my argument. Like how how is how is that help? Like I Marvin yeah, yeah. Harrison Jr. is a super talented player, but how does it help your bottom line? I, I'm already on this other side of the street. Well, first of all, I would say I wouldn't just run him down the field if we can't protect. So I would probably have him run run a shout, shorter route. Plus, tree. You know, Deuce. Wow. Yeah. Deuce, Deuce, Deuce very run, nuanced. Deuce would run 97 shallow crosses and say, I mean, "We got it. We're running mesh. I would run We're mesh on. Mesh. Air. I mean, I'm Lincoln Riley. I run mesh on every single play. No, I, I, I get it. I, I, no, and, and it, it's it, this is this is good conversation because I mean, and I'm not I'm not fully you know where you're putting me right now, but I just at least see. You know some of the consideration that you have to have, and especially as a new person coming in who wants to put their stamp on the organization. And if you have questions about the quarterback, which I, I mean, and I, admittedly, I went into kind of this weekend kind of like eh, on Jaden Daniels, but I'm much higher on him now. And you know, I, I, I mean, it's a great question. You're right. And it, I you mean, been watching a lot of film this weekend. I did. I did. No, I watched I the quarterbacks excited. and the some playoffs receivers. Playoffs are on, Mike. Well, Enjoy I yourself. Heard about this Nabbers guy, and I was just intrigued. Right. No, yourself. I started watching it. Polk, you have Polk's a, the other one. Really have, like. If you have a take, stick with your take. What? Don't you, back you away gotta, from your you wide gotta, receiver. You got to watch Roman Wilson. I uh, haven't watched him yet. Yeah, oh, yeah. Roman Wilson's a nice. Yeah, the Oregon kid. What did you guys think of the Oregon kid? Troy Franklin. He's Taekwondo Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. Real thin, super fast. I don't want any more of this. Yeah. All right, let's get to the phones. Uh, We'll go to Tim in Boston. What's up, Tim? You got more to say. Hey, everyone. uh, Just to talk some of these first-round quarterbacks real quick. It seems like every one of these guys has a flaw, uh, as usual. You know, got to teach them how to read a defense, fix this guy's mechanics. Um, But in the history of, like, developing quarterbacks, which one works out most often? Like, is it easier to teach someone to throw than it is to read a defense? I would say, based off of recent history, uh, the Drake May mold has worked out more times than not like that's drake mays like justin herbert josh allen uh that type of guy that drake mays got footwork and in, in some lower body mechanical things that if you get him with jordan palmer for an off season like odds are that he's gonna probably figure it out and that that's what those guys did i i think that that guy usually works out a little bit Jaden daniels is like the only comp for him really is lamar like there's it's just not he's such a unique player that i think it's difficult like the caleb williams one is like that's zach wilson like that that guy's got boomer bust potential all over the place that i would be concerned about like i think drake may is the guy that 
He understands the position. He knows what he's looking at. He understands how to, uh, you know, work the middle of the field. He just needs to fix some of the refinement of his mechanics, and he's going to be fine. You good, Tim? Okay, I guess so. so. Take that as a yes. Uh, Let's go to Spee in Fresno. What's up, Spee? Mike's new jingle is a thing of beauty. (laughs) Yeah. Joe is giving Mr. Liff a run for his money. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Um, I, I agree with what you guys were saying earlier uh, with, you know, that the decisions so far maybe suggest perhaps saw Bill as the problem, and the plan more or less seems like run it back, minus Bill. Um, but it's, I'm trying to reconcile that because Kraft maybe flip-flops. Like, he gives Bill that contract extension in late October after you losing to the Saints and the Raiders. And now Bill's the main problem. I, I just—it's like a little bit of waffling. Speed. That's when you found yeah. out about the contract extension. That's not when he uh, got it. They didn't extend okay, him in when October. Do you think it after last season. Yeah, after the yeah, probably around this time last yeah. year. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was still after well, they just I'm, I'm sent that letter. I I think out of all of the things that, since this kind of brings it up, like out of all the things that all this talk about like the crafts meddling too much and stuff like that. And clearly that's what bill thinks. Cause that's, what's out there. Like the biggest thing to me out of all like craft coming in and saying that Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator bill, that, that that's not working out. Like that's the job of an owner, right? Is like save you from yourself right. yeah. and be like, there's a degree of meddling that should right. be done by the owner. He's in charge. Right. Like it's the voice of reason of being like, this is not, we're not doing this. Like this is crazy, but <laughs> But it's crazy. It's crazy. putting he's right in writing that Gerard Mayo is the successor to Bill Belichick when Bill Belichick is yeah. still coaching. He made Bill Belichick a lame duck. That, that That's what it did. Like they made Bill a lame duck. Like I think he, they, yeah, well, I think and, they would probably re- and, and I heard this thing on, on Paul's shows like this whole thing. Well, the plan was he was going to be here for two years and hopefully the team was going in the right direction. And then you hand it over to Gerard instead of where it is now. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so if the team's heading in the right direction, why would Bill want to leave? Yeah. Like, because they were figuring that Bill retire. would get his, he would get his record and he would probably be looking to step down. Probably. But what yeah. if he wants to keep coaching? You know? Then you do it for another year. I mean, let's face it, he's not going to coach that much yeah. longer. I, 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 I think, I think the crafts were ready to, pull the trigger at the beginning of this year right it didn't work out. but so they made him but they made him a lame duck and then from everything that we've heard th- it divided the coaching staff so yeah. and it divided the building because at people well, knew that's kind that, of my point can i pick that gerard this? was the next guy yeah. so are you suggesting that maybe it was intentional that it would quicken the pace of the deterioration uh maybe um but i i do think that they were open to I don't think there, in other words, I don't think there was a plan, a two year plan. I think there was a plan as soon as it was needed to make the change. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that, but I do think they probably looked at it as it wouldn't be this year. It would probably be two years. Yeah, and I, it and it didn't work what, out that way. But I agree, the larger point that I agree with, with Evan on is I think unintentionally, I don't think that Robert knew this was going to happen. I think unintentionally they set Bill up to fail. And it ended up dividing some within the coaching staff. Yeah. 
Probably. But the original plan was to, to basically give Bill two years so he could get the record and then run well, off the Well, that's what people say. I've never heard anyone no. confirm that. No, I, yeah. no Fred's right. That, yeah, Fred's right. Yeah, it still would have taken two, what, two nine-win seasons. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just – I look at that setup, and when you look back on it now – like that's a dysfunctional setup. Like well, you can't heard, just you can't promise somebody I, a job when the, the guy's still here. I, I've heard people letter. say that they sealed Bill's fate when they wrote the letter to season ticket holders at the end of last year. Well, I think it all kind of goes hand in hand. That's Thanks, when the I, Mayo thing happened, right? Yeah. And then Mayo goes and has the the Karen Grigian ask the question, and he says the timing is interesting. And at first, I thought, oh, the timing is interesting. He's saying that because they're three and thirteen, or what? No, he was saying that because he knew that he was the next guy. And people in the building knew it, too. Yeah. So, oh, the timing is interesting. All of a sudden, now I have this contract that I'm the heir apparent, and now people are starting to talk talk shit about me. It's like... This guy, he loves to throw the yes word out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's swearing. Yeah. It's a little potty mouth. He's got a potty mouth. I, if that's a swear word, then we have a very low bar. Well, it is. Well, nowadays, yeah, they, they say that on regular They TV. really do. There's yeah. no more like, uh, you know, they used to beep it out, like, forget you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what well, they forget did. you? ESPN last night, uh, you know, one of the press conferences, someone did that. Did a beeper? Yeah. No, like no, no, no beeper. No, just. Oh. Th- th- that word is like. It's just a bleep. Yeah. If I said the F word, then I'd be mad at myself. Saying Not even that Sean McVay. Like, no. After the Sunday night game, he might have said oh, something about sugar. S word. Sugar. Uh, Chris tea. with a T I A N. Hey, Christian. Hey. Where have you wow, been? Most like a sailor. It's crazy. Where yeah. have you been, bro? <laughs> what do you got doing? What do you, what do you got more yeah, important Paul, than this? Just kidding, just well, just look, it's, it was a very emotional week last week, Paul. It, it takes me a while to, you know, to call it. I got I to gotta get my bearings about me. 24 years is a long time, you know? Okay. It was, uh, didn't realize you, know, you were so I, intimately I mean, uh, Bill's job connected for the past for the past two years, and then as soon as I log on to the website last week and see Rob and see him and Robert walk out, I, if I was in the room, I probably said, "No, don't leave. I love you. Please stay." <laughs> it was just it was a surreal moment. Yeah, um, it's hard. So I and I I hear everybody's thoughts about the Mayo hire, and I get it. Like I would have liked to like for like for them to have gone outside and 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 look around, but. Um, I'm putting my faith back in the ownership. They identified this guy. They clearly like him. And, you know, they went ahead and rewrote the contract and, and, and made him the guy. So, um, and, and I do like what Robert did last week, coming back out after him and Bill to answer questions. I, I, I thought this year he was really getting killed a lot for not commenting on this season and, and Bill's job. And I, I thought it was important for him to come out and do what he did. And, and as a fan... You know, it, 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 to me, it, this may sound kind of corny, but it meant a lot. It meant a lot to hear from him and for him to, you know, to have that time with the media. Yeah, um, I, I think it's so. always important for fans to hear from their owners, especially in times like this. That well, they have to. Yeah, they're as, that. you know, upset or motivated or whatever as you are. You know, like, yeah. they want to win as much as you do. I you have, I, I just, like... Thanks, Christian. I don't, and I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but Gerard's not the problem with what's going on right now. No, I, I'm actually pretty excited about Gerard. I think it's the the idea of it is great. I love that he's you know a younger coach that hopefully will have a little bit more of a modern spin on it. I love that the players love him. Like I think that's very very clear. It's all it's everything that's going on around him that is that is concerning, right? Like there's no general manager. You know you, you're hearing all a lot of stuff, and I just 
it, a lot of people are talking, by the way. Like, yeah. we're not supposed to say much, but, like, this is as much chatter as I've heard around the building well, everyone's, in 25 years. Yeah, everyone's lining up. You know, we're, yeah. it's still, you know, the the dust hasn't settled Mm-mm. from last week, so... There's a lot of yeah. insert like there's a lot of people in this yeah. building on the football side of things that don't know if they have a job or and not. And I would right agree now. with with Evan with with regard to Mayo. I I I don't have any problems with him being identified Listen, as I, the successor. I think it's in all our interest to support him and, and yeah. make sure he ha- Yeah, but even yeah. if it wasn't, I would I, I still I I think a lot of Mayo. Yeah. I think highly of him and I don't think it's a terrible choice. Well, I I, and I Mayo go together. I just think that <laughs> It didn't need to be done the way it was, but I think you bring well, up a great... Well, our, our pad from Hungary, uh, oh, he, okay. he disagrees with you, Paul. He oh. says, I don't mind not doing interviews. You know, you make those interviews, and at the end it turns out it was Mayo anyway. <clears throat> no chance for those coaches who went in for the interview. It would be a bad look for the Patriots. They'd be losing credibility. Disagree. I also have no problem with the head coaching interview is whatever. Like, you think Mayo's the guy, Mayo's the guy. Great. What the is it offensive coordinator? Are we going to have an actual process for that, or are we just going to pick Bill O'Brien back? You know, yeah. like it was last year an actual process, or was it a sham? Because yeah. I think it was kind of a sham. That's where the reporting's been all over the place. I mean, between mm-hmm. the report, Josh could be back. That that came out early last weekend. To Bill O'Brien could be back. To you know, and then the guy in Carolina is defensive, right? Defensive yeah. coordinator interviewing yeah. him. So. Even that through the lens of could Steve come back? I mean, is it even necessarily as a defensive coordinator? Could he just kind of stay as a linebackers coach? So I, I think this is the questions we're waiting for now. What what staff? I'm intrigued does he hire? that they're even interviewing people for leadership positions yeah. on the staff, which means that Gerard is having an open mind about these positions. Like if it was just going to be Steve, then why bring Tim Lubica yeah, even in the right. building, right? Like or yeah. virtually or whatever. So at least like there are some rumblings that it that they are there's openings on the staff and he's not just filling them with retreads like there's a legitimate process I mean, the special here. teams thing is legit too because that's just that's another thing that they've gone by the wayside and this is just that's a bad special teams you talk about you just could use a fresh start there this is an opportunity to do it uh sebastian from clifton new jersey says did you know that lazar is spanish for the czar oh <laughs> i didn't Les- know that lazar is that true lazar football czar is um, I'm, I'm available. You don't even. I'm already on payroll. Like you don't even need to. Yeah. Claire writes in. Hello everyone. Hello, Hello Marie. Hello Claire. Uh, I totally agree with Fred. It would be great for Steve Belichick to stay at the Patriots, and for and the Patriots and for Steve. Steve gets to prove his worth without his dad, and the defense is so bloody good. I hope Mayo balances bringing back some of the good and finding lots more. As for Bill moving on to another team, but running it back. That's kind of why he had to go. He's too much of bringing it all back, and that way no one can move on. I don't really have anything against Steve Belichick, but I'd, I'd love to see Demarcus Covington get a chance. Like I just, I think he's outstanding young coach. He's just been one of my one of my favorites, and he had the I best position really group bright. on the team this year. Yeah. Defensive line was by far the best, best prepared, best coached, best play, all of it. So, uh, Todd and Garner. I have noticed in multiple reports that Mayo feels that these new kids need to know the why for what they Yes, they need to know the why for whatever for they've what been they're being told. Asked to do. Now, wasn't this the exact complaint coming from Mac regarding the offenses he was asked to engage in after McDaniels left? Is there a chance that the team feels like Mac was mismanaged and that they owe him another shot? Yeah, there's Freddie. Yep. I think that you can end the sentence that the team thinks Mac is mis- was mi- mismanaged. 
the other shot part of it, I don't I don't really see how that's pertinent. Um, this is a message to the crafts from uh, Matt and Framingham. Uh, I thought the smear campaign by the crafts in the <laughs> Seth Wickersham piece was total BS. The crafts made the right decision to send Belichick packing, but for Pete's sake, don't be like that dirtbag John Henry with putting the hit pieces with Jer Terry Francona with Bob Holer from the Globe. You're better than this. Take your medicine and try to fix the mess Belichick left behind. Yeah, I'm not going to go all uh, homerific on you here. I think that was but but I think that went both ways. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the hit pieces went both ways. I think there, there. were people talking from both camps. Yes, in that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Which I wish didn't go on. Like I, w I, I wish from both sides. I wish at least it could have gone more than like eighteen hours. Yeah. Right. Before we started hearing about it, I mean, obviously they both knew what they had already said to, to the the authors mm -hmm. of those, you know, Van Nata and Wickersham and right was it Wright Thompson involved in that one? Yeah. Um, Nick from Omaha. Question for the group. One thing we saw this season were the fans and players desire to roll with Greer or Cunningham, and Patriots Unfiltered summarized this phenomenon as simply because it's the other guy, yep. which I agree because people like talent that isn't tainted yet. Yep. If the rumors are true that Mayo's contract terms to be the successor leaked in the influence relationships in an influence relationships this past year, are we concerned that the players and others like Mayo simply for the same reasons? It's not your current bad option, and you just want to move on to something untainted. Or do you feel more encouraged for Mayo in this situation? No, I think he's been up front doing it. I mean, I, you know, I think the thing with Malik Cunningham is that fans were just kind of assuming, you know, that, that he'd be great. I mean, and the players talked about it in the locker room and, and yeah. kind of insinuated that maybe he was. But at least with Mayo, we've talked to him. We've seen him on the sideline. We, you know, know a little bit. But it's fair as far as he's not the most experienced guy in the world. This is one of the fair criticisms of Gerard Mayo. He doesn't have – you know, this depth of work outside of this organization where he's, you know, coached multiple position groups and, you know, seen a lot of different stuff. He's kind of been pretty insular here in New England, and, you know, that's that's part of it. So I don't think you're totally wrong. I think the Cunningham situation is – first, I don't really remember any hue and cry outside of fans for mm -hmm. Will Greer. Yeah. I don't remember any players. But I think the players looked at Cunningham was they feel – some of them feel like he was done wrong – because they didn't let him play quarterback. Yeah. Mm. Like, so that, that's kind of a different dynamic. It wasn't necessarily that they thought Cunningham, I mean, I think some, I think Trent Brown said it, that, yeah. you know, maybe who knows, he could have given us a spark and added some electricity to the offense. But I think that the biggest problem the players had with that situation was that he wasn't allowed to play quarterback. He was misused. He was mis yeah. mis misused, mismanaged asset potentially. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, couple people emailing they're not happy with the not interviewing people uh other other you know other than gerard uh so just to get that out there people are saying that andre from new jersey says fred always had have the saying back in the days when the charges used to get off the bus in cold weather and blah 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 uh mm -hmm. that's what it was like for the dolphins in kc a high-powered offense that only scored seven points speaking of fred i'm a little disappointed in him i thought he has all the power the boss man, where he can sit in big meetings on Thursday to talk Robert Kraft out of the decision to fire the greatest coach of all time. Come on, Fred. If you would have said something, Belichick would still be here. I probably would have said what, makes what you he did. What makes you think you wanted to talk him out of it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Miami's problem this year was more than uh, about more than just 
The weather. The weather. Oh, on so Saturday. many injuries. They got killed. Yeah. I mean, they had to but sign they, up like but three that's, new their, off, their offense basically did that against playoff caliber opponents for most of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of exceptions here and there. They they played very well against Dallas, but for the most part, they got shut down by by good teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like pretty team. much like any team over five hundred. They were not great against. They're, they're a fascinating team offensively, just because. Their, their efficiency number, like everything's off the charts with that offense. And then they get into these games and they can't score. I thought, it, it's I bizarre. thought they didn't run the ball enough um, Saturday yeah. night, Especially early inside, early in the game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that their injuries mm-hmm. like sort of prevented them from having any chance of, I look at McDaniel noise. like that, that, that was a big thing for McVay. And I know, you know, when they won the Super Bowl with, uh, with Stafford, uh, they, they, Everybody plays that offense very similarly, structurally, defensively. And then McVay ended up putting some more inside run game into the playbook and, like, really install, like, a duo run game. And, you know, all those, like, wide zone defenses that they're facing that put all their numbers out on the edges, now all of a sudden they're going right up the middle at you. And <laughs> See Green Bay versus Dallas. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that that's where – uh, McDaniel's issues is right now is that you know they, they're wide zone, wide zone, wide zone, and they're just running it right into the game, the game plan of the opponent. Does it kind of frustrate frustrate you a little bit that the Patriots didn't have more ability to shut that offense down? Like, because I, I know that they had they didn't really get rolled over by, but they haven't really been able to beat Tua. Yeah. It, it's, you, you know my answer, so it, I'll stay out of this. It's frustrating, you know. The yeah. other teams seem to give them a lot harder time for the Patriots defense that you know is, is, is pretty is pretty well, pretty I, well respected. I still think that the Patriots defense has some issues with I the teams that can horizontally stretch the field with their speed. Yeah. But I mean, to your point, Paul. You're, I mean, I know what you're saying, but like they, they see were better twice no, I will every say, year. You I will see say twice this year, year, I thought they were better against good offenses yeah. than they have been in the past, but still kind of average. Yeah, it's just you know, I would just think. At the sample size, like you know, even with Josh Allen, it felt like maybe they started to catch on a little bit this year. Like they got to do that with Tua next year. Uh, Connor says, "What are your thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury for offensive coordinator and pairing him with a rookie quarterback?" So, Cliff Kingsbury is going, I think, going to be a coordinator somewhere next year, and it very well could be following Caleb Williams because he's at USC now and apparently has a pretty good relationship with Caleb Williams. I mean, if you're one of these teams that's just like desperate to to get any sort of spark for your franchise and you're picking at the top like a Washington or something like that. It's a tempting pairing. Yeah. Uh, Marty writes in with Bill now actively looking to coach somewhere. Marty. Uh, do you think some other teams such as the Bears, Jaguars, and Jets are now regretting sticking with their head coach? And do you think any of them might change their mind now that Bill's on the market? Mm. Personally, I think the Jets are actually the best fit for Bill in terms of roster. <laughs> and we know he loves Rodgers, but I doubt he doesn't love the Jets. He would ever choose yeah, them. The yeah. Jets were a non-factor. I, no, I don't think the other teams are. You can't fire your coach gonna, thinking you're gonna because one guy. What if you don't get him? Then you're. I do find screwed. like the whole Bill thing fascinating though because I you know see a lot of Dallas people that are kind of pushing back on the notion of Bill going there because of his age, and you know they're looking at it like. What, what do you get bill for two years you get bill maybe for three years and then what you know and i like a team like the falcons that's still kind of in the middle of a of a rebuild there it's like well yeah i think that concern that the cowboys might have would be the same for any team it's yeah even more so for the falcons because i think the cowboys are ready to win they've got all the ingredients mm-hmm. that's gonna say maybe they can get you know their super bowl win and be right. like okay cool yeah i mean to me, like if I was a Cowboys fan 
it would be worth having Bill Belichick for three years if I knew one of them would be a Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the last part is the key. Yeah. yeah. But I, if but, I knew one of them was Fal- going to be a Super but, Bowl. But, but the it, Falcons like needing right. more help than but just I, But I would sign up for it if I were the Falcons, and I only had them for three years, and I knew one of them was going to be a Super Bowl. I no, would sign up but, for but it. But, this, but that's a <laughs> lot. If you're not going to get the Super Bowl, no, I know, but you're in the same spot. But that's a lot more likely with the Cowboys than the Falcons. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a little more likely. I think a lot more. I think Bill could do something with that Falcons team. I'd like to see what Bill did with Michael Parsons. That would be fun. Yeah. And you've yeah, I, I mean no. that's why take that's why McCarthy's <laughs> getting fired is because they know that they're a hell of a lot better than one and done. For everything all the crap that Jerry Jones does get, they can build a roster down there in Dallas. I yeah. say like, this all the they're, time. They're one of the best talent evaluating teams in the league. All like, I ever hear is that they're meddling owners that think they're the GM. Stephen Jones is the GM. Yeah. And they can't keep their minds out, their noses out of football. And then every year they get knocked out of the playoffs in the first round, and everybody says they underachieved again. Imagine all that talent. Right. And they, one of those things can't be true. Right. But if you have the right coach that can mix that talent together, then yeah. now you're a Super Bowl contender. Do you think yeah, Bill would? But, but is he the right coach? Yeah. Do I mean, you, Will McClay is like the he's the know. real the real hero behind the scenes there in Dallas. They're is that the guy he, that they won't let? Uh, yeah, their VP of Player leaving? Ops is like the real scout. And that staff and the Joneses kind of just make the final decisions. Uh, David and Bethlehem Patriots have a dilemma. It says the subject line is we're number three. It's like Friday night when they put the lights on low and you wonder if you should ask her for that last dance. Hate me, but the Patriots have so many needs that trade back makes sense. I like that take better than Deuce's. Uh, let's run it back with Mac. Run it back with Mac. I'm making T-shirts. You can buy them on. Uh, yeah, I something. mean, I don't know. Trade down and don't mix those up with twenty eight to three because Mac would stand no chance. <laughs> uh, let's see, Elliot. Three nothing. Who's this? Um, Alex and Mount Holly. Uh, they said Elliot says uh, yes. <laughs> algebra does help you in everyday life after grade school. For I example, l- I, I love these. The any piece subtract BB from HC and <laughs> add JM to equal seven SB. <laughs> in all seriousness, Good. hope Gerard can start to build some success in the, uh, in a few years. We make the playoffs soon. On to more important news. I think Bill Landing in Dallas makes sense for both sides to win a title in a small window. Just don't think the working relationship makes sense between Jerry and Bill. I think the real team to hire Bill is Philly. As for the draft, as a proud North Carolina State alum in hatred for University of Spoiled Children, I would be more than happy to take Daniels at three because I love the upside in him. I think he could be close to what Stroud had for a, regular, for a rookie regular season if the situation doesn't ruin him. And from what I've heard, he has a better work ethic than May and Williams. Uh, Back up Joe Alt and take two wide receivers on day two. Finally, my short list for GM is as follows. Former offensive coordinator assistant Evan Lazar. (laughs) Uh, Elliot Wolf, Dave Ziegler, Bill's dog Nike, and if all else fails, Paul. If all else fails. I can live with that. That was a good email. Um, They haven't talked to me if if I want to interview you. I I like the... uh, the work, the work ethic. What if I say that you're Jay, not allowed? James Daniels has a better work ethic it? than yeah. than Drake uh, May and, and Caleb Williams. I can I can double dip. I can do both. Okay. <laughs> seems like agent. seems like a very well sourced. Uh, yeah. Right. Take. Right. Well, in defense of the emailer, Jaden Daniels does have a lot of positive buzz about how much better he has gotten. Yeah. You know, like Caleb Williams has just been good the whole time. Which I'm cool with that, but, but, that, <laughs> like, but that means he has a bad work ethic. No, like so those two, you know, he might have the very same work ethic that Jaden Daniels has. He's just 
started at a higher level. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But Jaden Daniels, you know, I was talking to like Kayshawn Booty, for example, in the locker room like a couple months ago about Jaden Daniels, and he was like, you know, la- he was with him last year, obviously. He's like, last year, you know, like there's a lot of, to be honest, there's a lot of holes in his game. Like there was just things that you know you could tell that wasn't all the way there. But now watching him now and talking to the guys back there, he really went to work. Okay. Just uh, you know how some sometimes we have these asides on journalism in general, mm. like that is a perfect example of why there is a lot of value in being in the locker room is and being able to compliment? talk to players. You have to evident in the locker room. He goes to work. No, no, no. like to I know work. a lot of people think that reporters just want to go in the locker room so they can get the dirt and they can you know they get they cozy up to players <laughs> and they get their sources and they want to rip everybody and you know like. Parcells used to say he used to call us commies <laughs> subvert from within right that's what he used to st- like that's not generally why everybody wants to do the job but that's a, an example of how you can get value out of being in the locker room mm-hmm. you get one of Jaden Daniels not just teammates from last year but a guy he threw the ball to mm-hmm. last year and you get his take on a guy like that that's that's valuable information. Yes, that is another compliment for you. <laughs> that was two in one show. And oh. the other one, you know, you can take it I'm if gonna, you want. I you telling kinda, me that I kind of mentioned the offensive line is really <laughs> meant a lot to me. Borgies used to go in the locker room. Speaking of subverting from oh, within, yeah. he'd be like, yeah. Yeah. You know. they're not using you enough. Yeah, you're, you're not getting enough reps. <laughs> oh my <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, know, you should play more. Or, you know, <laughs> I, I can't believe they haven't given you an extension yet, you know, and just get the guy going. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what they yeah. do in New York. I, I do really love that though, like especially with the Patriots locker room. There, there's a lot of guys in there that have played high level college football, and you know whether it's talking to guys about Bama guys, LSU guys, Michigan, Michigan guys, <laughs> whatever. Michigan guys. Virginia Tech. No, just kidding. There used to be <laughs> just <kidding>. not <laughs> here anymore. Texas, Texas got Adrian Phillips in, in there yeah. from Texas. Brendan hey, Schooler. Schooler. Adrian Phillips. <laughs> Sorry, one of them was an All-Pro. <laughs> Thanks, true. Evan. A lot of Michigan. Uh, it wasn't Brandon Phillips. Eric's in New Jersey. What's up, Eric? I mean, hey, uh, school. All right. So, uh, the only issue I had with Kraft's, uh, with Kraft's speech the other day is when he gave Elmer Fudd a compliment on saying that he knew more football than him. Um, I just know we're going to live that. We're not going to live that one down for a while. But the offensive coordinator That's search, um, what do you guys think of you know, maybe like a the enemy, you know, swinging it back. Maybe Nick Kelly, some of these guys. Uh, like, what is the chances that maybe we can get that farmhouse to where we once had that system where we can just you know replenish guys? Uh, what do you think, uh, Gerard's take moving forward? And I'll take it off the line. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Eric. Well, there. I don't know. I mean, what Nick Kelly was gone one year. I mean, I, I like him. I just I, I question if that's enough of a shift for a guy I've who's heard, been one I've year. I've heard he people gonna, bring him up as an offensive coordinator. But he's going to come here and teach the new offense to everybody after just one year as whatever he was there. Was he the tight ends I mean, coach I, I would bring him Running back. the same offense. Yeah, I'd bring him back as, like, Where tight ends he? coach again. Didn't or? he go? He did, wasn't he with the Raiders? Nick Haley? He didn't go to the Raiders? No, he's with the Rams. Oh. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. then I would be even more interested in him. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I'd much rather try to poach Zach Robinson. If yeah, that's me the too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, we yeah. could always bring, bring back Bill because he would really like Zach Robinson because he covered kicks when he was a rookie. <laughs> uh, Quarterback well, covering kicks. Wait, really? Tim, that's oh, really yeah. impressive. Williams and Phil. What's up, defense? Williams? He's malpractice. What's up, Red? How you doing? That's right. how we made him. Okay. How's the team doing over there? Y'all okay? We're good. We're doing good. How okay? are you? I'm not great, Williams. Oh. Nah. Snowing here, man. What's the matter, Evan? Have you seen the football team lately, William? It's not Evan wants a GM. It's the, it's the heart of the offseason. I, I would like I it to stop, too, stop I'm, snowing. I'm, I'm, try, 
We're, we're trying to we're trying together because we're brave. <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't know where to begin because I have so many tapes and I know it's like 145. I know y'all about to be done soon. Um, uh, I'll just start with this one then. Um, Evan, you said something on Catch-22 that Jayton uh, Daniels is something like um, Justin Fields. So my take to you is, okay, if the if the Patriots, I'm not saying that I want this to happen because I don't want to buy Brown to quit, but if they did take Marvin Harrison Jr., you wouldn't trade, um, let's see what, the second round basically to get a Justin Fields since you're saying Jay and Daniels is almost like him or somewhat of has some history? Uh, I don't know. I guess, like, if it's the second, maybe I, I'd think about yeah. it. But I, I just would – Justin Fields, I just feel like if it was going to click for him as a complete passer, it we it would have clicked. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like you would have seen it by now. And I that's just, my Mac problem. Yeah, I, I just I just don't. It's very rare that a guy like five six years in now it happens. You know, Baker Mayfield, Geno Smith, those guys have done it a little bit, I guess. But it's pretty rare that it just all of a sudden comes together for a guy like that. Okay. Um. One one last question. Uh, this is for Paul. Paul, I, I see that you are very much into trading down, okay? So uh, can you give me a scenario what it would look like as far as, okay, we trade down with whatever team, what would we get back in return <laughs> other than they are picking the first round? What else would we get? I didn't yeah. know you were into I, trading I, down, Paul. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's a possibility um, if you don't have a quarterback. If a quarterback right. is not there at three, I would be listening to offers. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you get um, maybe a first-round pick next year and a second-round pick this year. You could, I mean, depending on how far that team wants to move, you can get the, – obviously, the right. bigger jump a team makes, the more you're going to get. But the more then you're going to drop. Right. Right. Okay. But, like, well, I, that, that to me is okay because I don't need Alt or uh, Fashanu. I can get another tackle, you know, at 11. I don't need to get – the best tackle quarterback i want my pick of the litter you know like that that's a little bit different you gotta love them thanks willem um let's see but i'm not necessarily um you know that's not you gung-ho for trading trading down i just think it's if if williams and may go one two and you're not sold on daniels i i i think that's in play there might be some interest with that pick i mean you've got because Daniels is going to be there. Because someone will be interested in in Daniels. And and a a team that maybe already has a quarterback might strongly be interested in Harrison. Yep. Or Nabbers. Nabbers. So so last year, the Cardinals traded down exactly from three, right? They went from three to 12. Now, that's a little bit far for me. Yeah, that's the the Houston pick. But Right, right, so that's the Houston pick. So they got, for number three, they got number 12, number 33, a 2024 first rounder, and a 2024 third rounder. For number three and number one hundred five, yeah, that's that's, that's that, a haul. But, but yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. that's like, nine spots though. That's but a I'd long be way but I'd be interested in that if yeah. I had decided I don't really right. like Daniels. Right. right. So what they did, if though, I like right? Daniels, I'm staying put and taking. Because then they traded back up from twelve, so they used what they got. Because yeah. to trade back up like three or four spots to take Paris Johnson at like seven or something like that. Hmm. So it sounds good. That's a haul. I mean, that, and when you're a team like the Patriots right now, it's it's. And they're short on two, draft picks. Two first-rounders next year. I mean, I, I like that. Uh, Gino from Jersey, uh, just wanted to point out what you guys said earlier about drafting Harrison and ending up like the Jets with Wilson. 
why can't we go the 49ers route and get the players first for any quarterback to succeed? I know it might be difficult because you'd have to draft right and develop players, but if we're patient enough, the payoff could be amazing. What's your opinion? Mm. Okay, so that is a possibility, and that is something that a lot of people talk about. So what do you think of Brees Hall as a player? What do you think yeah. of Garrett Wilson, Jeremiah Johnson? He's pretty good players. Jermaine right? Johnson. Jermaine. What did I call him? Jeremiah. I, Jermaine I Johnson. Quinn and Williams. I knew who you were talking about. Quinn, you know, but the, uh, Quinn and Williams would be another one. Like, so the Jets are an example of the Niners. They're trying to get everything quarterback proof. Mm-hmm. They but they him. don't have a quarterback. Yep. And how long can you keep the quarterback proof right? together? So they did the same thing that the Niners did. Only they did it at two instead of three. Same draft. Same bust. It's hard. And if Brock Purdy was no good, I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> if, he was, if he was no good at all, they would not be a Super Bowl threat. Mm-hmm. If he was Zach Wilson, playing like Zach Wilson with the Jets, yeah. they would not be a threat to go to the Super Bowl. Kyle would have Zach Wilson playing like a threat. That, that's a different <laughs> argument. I'm that, just kidding. <laughs> no, but but that's a different argument, and that might be true. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said I about these quarterbacks getting in different spots, and that can make a big imprint on, I think, Bill uh, helped Tom. Yeah. I don't think Brady would have been Brady just anywhere. I think that that's such a big part of it is it's – I always say it all – like, I say too much, but, like, nur- it's nurturing, right? Like, it's not just – all these guys got talent. Like, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, Caleb – like, all three of them have – an immense amount of talent. The question I, is, I just can feel you like everybody talks about, well, build the team and then put the quarterback in it. And they mentioned San Francisco. They mentioned Philadelphia. No one mentions the other teams that try to do it. It doesn't work like the jets. The jets have hit on a lot of, a lot of picks mm-hmm. sauce Gardner. He any yeah. good. All pro like Two they've hit on a lot of their picks. They've done what the Niners did, but they don't have a quarterback. So I know they're trying to plop Aaron Rodgers in, and we'll see what happens. It might work. But to Deuce's point, too, like, reality is, is that's not all that sustainable because eventually guys get expensive, the roster starts to age out, you know, things happen. And it's really hard to hit every time. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, way harder to do what the Niners did yeah. personnel-wise than, than it is to hit on Joe Burrow. The Niners, as much as I make fun of Brock Purdy, like at least Brock Purdy's young. Right, and they have them on the rookie contract for the foreseeable future, so they get that benefit. But like a team like the Jets, if it works, it's going to work for like one year yeah. with oh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. And then they got to pay yeah. sauce and because and because Zach Wilson didn't work. Right, yeah. absolutely. All right, uh, been a good show. We got to end a little early, uh, but tomorrow at noon is the Gerard Mayo presser. Um, do we have playbook tomorrow or no? No playbook. Uh, but then Thursday we'll be back at noon with Catch Twenty Two in the morning before us so uh get ready for tomorrow get your popcorn out see you then thank you for downloading this podcast subscribe on apple google play and everywhere else you listen like the show please rate and review us listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us be sure to check patriots.com for more news and more podcasts